Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Mad Mamluks. My name is Sim. How is everyone doing? I have uh, Sheikh Amr Saeed here. Assalamu alaikum, everybody. Good to see you guys. And there's uh, Moga, our resident black man. <laughs> the OG. Is, uh, the OG. Hey, That's what I am. You always get a little bit cooler once you have a black guy on the podcast. <laughs> and then uh, off to your right-hand side on your screen, you will see... Uh, our man uh, Mort in Buffalo, New York, and uh, streaming live out of <laughs> Mort of Buffalo, Mort of Buffalo, Buffalo Mort, Buffalo Mort. Yeah, like Buffalo, <laughs> but like Buffalo Bill. So, how are you all doing? We doing great, man. This is I like this whole I'm Mad good. Mondays concept. It's beautiful, guys. Well, we had an exciting weekend. Yeah, we had an exciting weekend. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, too and, much. Um, just an incredible fight that we just saw on saturday night i know a lot of you guys have a lot of thoughts and if you guys uh, want to join in on the conversation just make sure you uh, uh write it out in the the chat form i think mort is monitoring that if your question doesn't get looked at then just blame morton just try not to use some explicit explicitives <laughs> along with that so. out on, uh, on twitter right now we are live now tune in let me get the link for them all right there we go all right. All right. All right. Cool. Hey, what's that camera doing over there? Let me get rid of that. Oh, that's pretty dope. It is. Yeah, yeah you know how Same we ain't messing around. Okay. Right? Uh, I am. All right. So, Habib versus Conor McGregor. Sheikh Hammer. I think we have to start off with the build up. Yeah, we, we you have to start you have to start molecular, man. You got to start way before the fight because the fight uh before the fight was very interesting to understand what happened during the fight and after. Yeah. But before the fight, one thing that I sensed from the press conference when Conor McGregor was wearing his red uh plaid suit, which people think was beautiful, I think it was ugly. No, but his suits are amazing. No, Dude, that one was ugly. <laughs> his suits well, are amazing. Hey, don't give me any credit he, right he's now. A, okay? He's an Islamic scholar, so. Oh, no, right. no, no, I'm not Everything Islamic. Everything they think is cool is automatically. Yeah, I mean, look at him. Look at him. He's wearing a thobe right now. I know. (laughs) How dare I? I'm like 11 years behind. No, but by the way, though, to be speaking on that, I don't know if you guys saw this, but after the fight, Khabib goes home and puts on a thobe and watches the replay of his fight eating pizza. How dope is that, bro? (laughs) I saw a picture of that, the one with him in the mosque, right? No, no, he was at no, his house. He was no, watching he was it on the, on the way, oh, no way. Rewatching the fight. Okay. His, yeah, he was with his family and friends, and they were grubbing on pizza. It was typically like our Friday nights, a boring bunch of dudes <laughs> sitting around watching UFC, right? Yeah. Pretty, pretty much identical to that, right? Um, it's just that he won the fight. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. pretty dope, dude. But I think, I think that whole pre-fight thing with him trying to bully, uh, uh, what's his name around, Habib, he tried really hard. And what Wait, I sense so from is it. Is his name Khabib? Habib, Habib. It's, it's spelled oh, as Habib. Habib. That's how they spell it. Okay, okay. So Habib. Actually, I think his full name is Habib Nur Muhammad. That, that's yeah, how it's it, Nur it actually Muhammad is. Originally. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But and, and from now on, his last name is Nurmagomedov. <laughs> like Armageddon. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> why did you say? Why did say Habib? We coined it first. Nurmagomedov. <laughs> I think it's harder to say now, though. Nurmagomedov. Well, let's say Nurmagomedov. All right. Yeah, Nurmagomedov. Uh, I think I think that. Conor McGregor was I was looking at his face and his body language. I rewatched it over and over. One thing I sensed is that he was trying really, really hard. He usually gets reactions out of his opponents. Conor McGregor does. At this time, 
he wasn't getting the reaction that he wanted, so he kept on trying harder and harder. And then he started build, bringing up a whole bunch of... He does his research, you know? You have to right. give him that. He does research, background, and he thought that he was going to be able to make Habib crack. Habib didn't crack. Habib was... I think that there's certain things that he shouldn't have went down, but when you're in that situation, people are watching you, feel like you have to defend yourself. Uh, so he kind of tried to defend himself. Obviously, there's that language barrier. He wasn't able to re, you know, retaliate the way that you know an English-speaking person would as their first language. But he held it down. He held it really good. Cold death stare that he had in his face. Uh, what's his name? Uh, McGregor, when he was up in his face, in the face-off after that, uh, the, the press conference, the pre-fight press conference, he uh, was like, I won't touch him. I won't touch him. Yeah. Time out, dude. What's up? You missed the greatest line that he said at, at that press conference, dude, where he was like, um, Connor was like, my people, McGregor name, we defended him <laughs> to Britain. And he goes, how come you don't speak your language? <laughs> yeah. You know, no, no, that was great. That was no, great. But McGregor it, was, does, it was great. McGregor replied, though, he did say he speaks Irish, right? Yeah, he does. There's a yeah, clip of him does, on YouTube but, where but he does, but it's Irish, very broken. It's yeah. broken. Very broken. But, you know, so there's a guy, an Irish guy that follows me. And they were talking about something, so I tweeted out. I'm like, yeah, well, he actually said that about Ireland after he was talking about how weak Dagestanis are. Mm. So in in fairness, he responded in a better way, actually, and said, well, if you did, if you are so tough, why don't you why don't you speak your language now, right? And then the guy, the Irish the, the Irish guy, tweets back at me and says, you know, as an Irishman, I thank him for reminding our people to speak our own yeah. language. That's I heard a few awesome. people make comments yeah. like yeah, that. I yeah, I remember someone tweeting that out to you when yeah. what, when you were... Yeah, man. Uh, so imagine that, Habib, like, actually giving non-Muslim Irishmen advice that they actually like. Yeah. yeah In no. the midst of talking, I, I like back, that, like, talking back. I like that that was one thing that he held. He saw that that was, you know, giving him some power, giving some retaliation. He kept on using that line throughout even his, you know, uh, training day thing or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, the theme with uh, Habib just seems to be like, you know, honor, family, yeah. like loyalty, all that yeah, good stuff. Yeah, tradition. And, yeah, tradition. And he has culture, dude. He it has resonated tradition. with a lot of us who, you know, that that's very important to. And I think it wasn't even uh, a whole Muslim thing. It was just like a lot of people just like, you know, they, they, saw, they saw the traditional warrior in him. Yeah. yeah. They saw the gladiator that... You would Dude see, with like, ethics and principles. Yeah. Just because you want to hype up a fight, you shouldn't have the freedom to <clears throat> insult people. Yeah. They kind of, I, I saw some insinuation, some alluding to some of these people saying that, you know, this is a part of the fight game. You got to talk about people. But just because you can talk about people doesn't mean you have to right, talk about their father, their religion, their yeah. country. There, uh, there's, a, there's a line. There's, in, in Alhamdulillah, as but Muslims, we understood thing, that. Though. It's a Western, Western thing, yeah. yeah. And like, everyone wants us to follow that so, model. Everyone so wait, wants wait, him wait, to follow wait, that model. Wait, wait a minute, guys. How about we just take it step by step because we're going all over the place. So let's break it down from like we were talking about at the beginning of the fight, right? The whole yeah, press but conference. We were doing that until let's you interrupted. How about no? How about no, Mort? How about no? No, I, I interrupted you to tell you exactly what happened. No, he, he you should have said what you should have said when it was your turn, bro. You should have been like, hey, I'm going to miss out on this. So let me just touch out on that. So Amr is a clear <laughs> example of what happens when you have feminine female, you know, males in, in the world today. Um, but before we started, anymore. but before we started, Mort, uh, I have to tell you in front of everybody, bro. Mort, I love you, bro. Don't do this. Don't I do this. I love you so much. <laughs> okay. Don't. You're okay. so handsome. Right. You, um, you know what? He, you know how he gets when you do that. Yeah, yeah. he's but Mort is one of those guys. He's so loving, but he doesn't like to show his feelings. That's true. That's true. Typical Mort male is, behavior. Typical male yeah. behavior. Some, 
who who has time to talk about feelings, dude? Man, <laughs> I mean, it's all business. Anyways, yeah, yeah why don't you go I, ahead, Moga? Dude, I had a moment of crisis. You know who I called? Hmm. Mortiza. <laughs> he he's Mortiza, a good uh, guy he, to call oh, moment of crisis. Hey, for real, he'll Mortiza, tell you like he, it is, man. He'll take the you, emotions you out of it. You came through, man. <laughs> you yep. came through. <laughs> but why don't you why don't you talk about it pre-fight? Yeah. What, what happened so, pre-fight? So what you were talking about though, you know the with McGregor smack talking, it worked. <laughs> it's just not the way he wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> it worked for his fans, yeah. Yeah, it worked okay. for his fans, but it, it dude, it had the opposite effect uh, on Khabib. Oh, you yeah. know, like other people, like Nate Diaz didn't work on. Just, uh, the, I think that there's first of all, you you saw a guy who was drinking alcohol. Two weeks before his fight, yeah, you know, he's like drinking his pop proper fifty. What was it called? Yeah, proper twelve, uh, proper twelve, 12 yeah. or whatever. Proper, proper oh, dude, I don't want to. Did you guys see that one clip where like uh, one of the reporters says like he's like Assalamu alaikum Habib? Yeah, he's like Conor McGregor. He's like congratulations on yeah. your yeah. Well, yeah, and then Khabib says he's like he's like no, he's like you can't do that. You, you can't, can't say Assalamu alaikum. Yeah. yeah, and 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 congratulate him for that in the same sense. And he puts the mic down. I was like, that's pretty <laughs> yeah, dope. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That was awesome. But you saw you saw O'Connor who was not prepared no, i mean you saw him um i think that that what's it over a year what uh, two over, years almost two years right two years in the, in, yeah. the, in the cage yeah so you saw conor mcgregor who was clearly not in shape or not ready for the fight no no yeah i have my take on that but i i, I see what you're saying though okay I, but i did yeah, i do well, think he took so, the steps okay. to get ready for the fight it just wasn't enough i you mean, know what I mean do you think uh, a real fighter would be drinking you know, and partying like he was. So, he, so let's he, talk was about he partying? That Wait, Connor has done nothing out of the ordinary that yeah. he hasn't done before any other fight. He's always drinking other fights. And I was listening to Faraz Sahabi, and, you know, he's obviously a trainer and knows, and he thinks Connor was definitely ready to fight, meaning that um, his training camp was there. He, he started, and I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast recently right now. Uh, where he brought Kavan on and he brought like the dietitian on yeah. and they started training 10 weeks ago. I mean, actual physically like fighting for the fight, you know I mean? Like he's always training, but they said Connor's cardio was on, on point. I don't think Connor could have trained any better for this fight. Mm -hmm. He had, yeah. I mean, dude, he had um, Dylan who was his jujitsu coach. And even though that guy is, is still kind of new in a way, but in the jujitsu world, he's accomplished. Like he's yeah. known, like, you know, he's a teacher. And so he had, and some of the best coaches, brutal workouts with him. He really went the distance, and he was yeah. ready to, and that's why he felt like he was ready to go fight jujitsu. Yeah, yeah. The problem is that Connor studied. I mean, you know, Habib just studied him even better. Knew exactly what to do. Uh, you know, he, he had a okay. game plan. Okay, well, well, let, let's break it. Or, let's break it down round by round. Round one, we saw Habib just take him down and just t t put him up against the uh, the fence, right? Yeah. So that was the good thing about most that of the was, round. He yeah. because he, when you maintain uh, top position on the ground, you're draining the other guy's energy. Yeah. No, no, no. But McGregor's trainer, though, he told him he's like, when you're in that position, he said, don't struggle too much. He's like, save right. your energy. And he was doing and a good job. He was I doing think. an amazing job. He yeah. was doing really, really good. Um, but, but with Habib, that didn't work because he just work. got pounded. Yeah, man. it didn't work. He got smashed. You know. Well, in the first round, though, in the first round, it was kind of even. Connor yeah. was getting his shots in, right? Yeah, but the thing that in. really made that first round was that Khabib has this unbelievable ability to keep his opponent's legs straight. Yeah. Did, did you see the he technique? Zip he zip ties him. He yeah, zip ties him. see that technique? Yeah. That was pretty impressive. All I can and, think and, is zip tying. He zip ties yeah. his legs yeah. and crosses what, them over. Now, for and, the listeners who aren't aware, Sheikh Hammer is very involved in the MMA world. So why don't you explain a little bit about what... Khabib was doing in round one that allowed him success through the 
later on. Yeah, I mean, you guys feel free to chime in too, Mort, because I know Mort follows more, uh, MMA pretty well too. But one thing I realized is that I think it started off with the takedown. He was he was assessing Conor out by throwing some punches, but he, it wasn't an average takedown, right? Conor's a southpaw, which means his knee's going to be forward. It's easier to throw the knee up. And you could tell he was training for that single leg takedown. Habib is signature single leg takedown. So the first takedown that he's going to, the takedown that he's going to take is that front leg is in front of him, literally like a foot and a half away from him. Right. But he was very, Habib trumped him on this so strong because it was almost an ankle pick single leg, meaning it was so low. It's as if he went for his ankle, not his knee. So you could see, I watched that part in slow motion right. and you could see Connor is about to throw something. You see him hesitate. He looks down. He lifts his knee up. The knee just grazes Habib's face, which means that Habib was a little higher. He'd eat that knee, yeah. which means that Habib trained for the ankle because he knew that Connor would be trained for the knee because he's southpaw. And Connor only trained to bring trained, trained to bring that knee up. Yeah. So he ankle picked. Yeah. Go ahead. No, no. The thing is that if you heard uh, during you know Habib's training, yeah, it kept telling him keep your chin down. Yeah, keep your chin down. Yep, and there's a reason for that because Connor aims for that that button, and they knew that Connor was going to bring that low leg up, because the, naturally, when you have a, a, a guy who goes after a single leg takedown, right, your first reaction is to train it, your fighter to knee that guy if he yeah. comes in, right. So you can push at least push him off balance, and, and if he does tackle you, you've got a knee between you and him when you when he falls on you. Yes. So that what the, what that does is instead of zip tying the guy essentially keeping his leg straight and grab and holding him like a python grip you they, they teach them to actually use their legs to push off their body so they can't get that one leg because the idea is when you when a guy is on top of you you don't want him to have a full mount over you where both of your legs are underneath him yeah right you want to have your leg free so that you can kind of twirl and twist otherwise you can't move if you have your, your hips are planted essentially yeah. if you're on your back it's so, best to be in a guard right right exactly when, yeah and so O'Connor's team was trying to train him to do that, and he did execute that. The problem is, like like Sheikh Hammer said, that knee it grazed him. It did. It didn't have. It was kind of a mushed up. Yeah. It didn't really have that full contact on yeah. him. Had it had that full contact, it might have been devastating. And the Vaseline helped too, because it'll slide off the chin. So if you got to hit it flush on, you got to hit it. If it hit him in his forehead or his chin, that would have been a big problem. Yeah, yeah. But it, one thing I was impressed with Connor was he actually defended that takedown pretty well on the ground. Cause, cause when he had that single leg ankle pickish type thing, it was between an ankle pick and a single leg, low single leg. He bought it up like this, so Connor's foot was kind of in front of him, knee was in front of him, and he grabbed behind Habib. If you notice, yeah. and that that doesn't allow Habib to push forward, but that grip wasn't gonna stay there for too long. Yeah, you know that grip. It was gonna it was gonna end eventually. You know, so I was I was actually pretty impressed. He knew how to defend that pretty well, um, and you could tell that you know he's supposed to be a brown belt or whatever, but. Dude, if you're a brown belt, if you're a black belt, when it comes to Habib, the guy just his brute strength and his his control that he has over people, you got to be real, real good um, to to deflect that. I I always hear you know Habib has style of fighting samba. How yeah. is that different than jujitsu? Sambo, yeah, sambo? Sa yeah. It's 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 different than jujitsu because it's not sambo. D it hasn't evolved as much as jujitsu. Jujitsu evolves almost on a regular basis. Of as far as like you look at Tenth Planet Jiu-Jitsu, you know they're they're evolving on a regular basis. Before you know Jiu-Jitsu didn't even focus on the legs. Then you have like John Danaher, you know he was on Joe Rogan's podcast and he broke it down beautifully that before legs were actually attacking the legs and leg locks were actually looked down upon in Jiu-Jitsu. It's if all everything failed uh, in your Jiu-Jitsu game, then you would go for a leg lock. But now 
his team is all about like they're known as a leg lock you know mm -hmm. team basically and uh, and so every jujitsu all the change. Sambo is there's some striking involved. Depends. There's full contact sambo. There's regular sambo. Sambo is kind of like there's something called submission wrestling. I think it's closer to submission wrestling than jujitsu is. Okay. Submission wrestling is kind of like wrestling. Um, it has a like certain. It has like you know core submissions. But jujitsu people are just took Brazilian jujitsu and they're it's almost like renewing on a regular basis. New moves. And so is sambo superior to jujitsu or is it just how it's executed? <laughs> Well, Habib thinks it's superior. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Sambo was invented by, like, the Russian military. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it, there's, like, it was something that really a uh, martial arts that was formed by the, the Russian government and was practiced by a few countries, but it was always the Russian athletes who would win all yeah, the time. Because and, they practice it, yeah. Yeah, and they would have these tournaments in Abu Dhabi or um, other Gulf states, Um and like if you look at all the champions 99% of them are all russian champions okay. so it's primarily a russian martial arts and yeah. it's it's great in the sense that there's there's a lot of wrestling involved but there's also elements of uh, judo and uh that's right and, uh, there's a lot of judo yeah, yeah throws they, and stuff incorporate into the into the sport so it, yeah sambo is completely a very legit it's probably got more well known because of uh fedor, right? fedor. yeah Fedor made Sambo the most popular. Probably uh, he really put it on the map. And yeah, nobody really knew about it before. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I do another thing. Uh, talking about the first round is um, initially it took Habib like a while to take him to take McGregor down. Yeah, it it wasn't like an instant thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it did take him some time to take. Uh, to he, take that's him his down. that's his thing. Though. That's what he does. Yeah. Oh, dude. So check this out. Um, he doesn't I was, stop. I was talking to a friend about this, right? About. Um, because Ayakinta, I think, held his own against uh, uh, Habib like way better than than anyone else there, especially yeah. on like a, what he had like a twenty four hour, twelve hour notice, right? Um, and so the reason for that was this: is like if you watch that fight with Ayakinta, uh, uh, um, he was really low to the ground. Me, so he was really low to the ground. Um, meaning, it's like when you're that low to the ground, you you can't generate power striking, right? And so that's how that's how he was able to stay in the game for so long because he went all five rounds with with Habib. Um, to be honest, Habib didn't look that good in that fight anyway. But McGregor tried to do that in this. We got to talk too, about right? you, Mogo. Go ahead, dude. No, Habib, he did. Well, Habib he, didn't he, Habib didn't, didn't train for that guy, dude. For a guy that was so. like a twelve hour dude. But then you could say I can't. But he was on the card anyway. He was already trained. He was on the card too. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. He was on the card. He was he was in for a three round fight. But he fought yes. for a five round fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay. Yes. I thought yes. he was just he trained, up. Yeah, I No, no, he was a training condition, man. He was good to go. I and I agree, dude, I, just because someone's ranked number 12, it doesn't mean they're like really number 12. Even there's so much yeah. debate about how the rankings are. Dude, L.I. Kita is a great fighter. The dude. difference He's between number 12 fighter. and number one is like fractions. Yeah. Of just He's a great fighter. He's a great fighter. He's a wrestler, right? Yeah, yeah. Wrestler. He could, you know, Weidman is one of his training partners. Matt Sarah's is. One of his coaches, you know, Longo. Those guys have got a great team, dude. Uh, but yeah. what I was yeah. saying though about um, about staying so low to the ground, though, it's like that's McGregor's game. He's a striker. Yeah. And when you're when you're constantly like busy defending yourself from a from a takedown, yeah, you you're you're low, and then you're trying to strike at the same time. It was hard. That's why he wasn't able to get much strikes in, um, in the first round at least. Um, you guys go. Yeah. Ahead. No. If you if you notice that like, um, Connor usually has a rhythm that he gets into. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And. <clears throat> It's interesting to note because if you watch bo both of them fight, both of them in the beginning of a fight, they like to lead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're both pressure fighters. They're moving forward, both of them. Yeah. They want to control the center. 
right? They want they they want to dominate the fight. So when the fight t- started, I, I was curious to see who was actually going to take the center. Exactly, and my man. It was funny because I saw Kano take the middle. And I'm like, oh man, dude. Like, and you know, you see, you see Khabib like circle back a little bit. Yeah, actually um, doing it a lot. He did it for the first few minutes. Yeah, and I think what he was doing was he knew that. Connor has that burst of energy in the beginning, mm-hmm. and he's what Connor does is he taunts his enemies, and he because well yeah is, that was their strategy. They knew that well, that yeah, Connor Connor's going to be on defensive. There is, yeah, no. What I'm saying is there is no better counter puncher in in the UFC than Connor McGregor. You're right. There is no one, hands down. And so what he does is his whole game is to taunt because and, and that's part of his strategy of getting somebody so mad before the fight that when the bell hits they're going full force yep, in that's what Aldo mad. did that's yeah. what Aldo oh, did oh dude Aldo right. had no clue man <laughs> yeah and, dude Aldo, yeah. Aldo like died like midway <laughs> he saw God bro did you see his eyes roll back he, looked, he was organized I mean he went back easy there Morty easy he was mid-leap no 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 but, but the thing is that I think Khabib's crew understood that, right? They're like, don't, don't take the bait. He circles back a little bit, and um, you know he goes, he goes for the takedown immediately, and that was part of his strategy to to tire him out and then put some pressure on him, you know, later rounds. And I, I, th- I think the first round for most casual watchers was boring for them. They were like booing. Ooh, yeah, it was really boring. You know, because yeah, but for guys who know it and who follow along and understand strategy, the people who they are... knew. The people who are booing were Irish fans because they know their boy doesn't do well on the ground. Yeah, I oh, mean, yeah. They, they, they can boo for days. I mean, right when he went to the ground, I, I was, I thought, I mean, I thought Allahu Akbar right away. I'm like, this guy is done. I mean, yeah. no, because you know why? Because Connor, people underestimate this, but he's a hard guy to take down. Yeah. And his takedown defense if is you great. in round two and three, he defended his takedowns very well, yeah. like very, really very good. well. Yeah. And the fact that he was able to get him against the fence and all he really had was his leg lock, but Connor was punching him back as well too, like returning the shots. He held his own pretty well. He was using his arms to get up, yeah. pushing off, right? I mean, that's, that's very difficult to do when you have a big guy, like a strong guy like Khabib on top of you, who's a Sambo expert. You know what I mean? Like it's hard to do that. And so credits to him for doing that. But, um, the other thing was that the technique is that after that gets done, anyone who's wrestled or been there knows that the minute you free yourself, you don't have that same burst. You don't have that, the that pop, fluidity. The popping yeah, muscles the are pop gone. Is not there, right? Because you're just exhausted. Yep. You know, your muscles are tense. You know, you're just not in that rhythm. And so it breaks the rhythm. That's why a lot of fighters will go and take somebody down because it throws off their rhythm completely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it builds up that lactic acid. You start burning and you just, even when you could, you know, you could throw a punch, you're, it destroys your confidence. Right. And, uh, but I loved where that was first round, right? Where Herb Dean was just looking at him. He was about to break it up. That was first round, right? End of first round when Habib was just laying those smashing on him. Oh, that was and I thought it was ending. Point. Remember how much we were screaming? Me and Sim watched the fight together. We were at the same place. Yeah. And we were screaming. I thought it was over because Herb was like communicating with them. He's like, okay. And he starts pacing back and forth. You could tell when Herb, his hands are moving back and forth. He's right about to you jump mean the in. second round? I think that was the first round. No, the second round was the No, round. no, no, no. Okay, so. so let, let, no, let, you're let, right. Let's... I apologize. Yeah. The, the leg yes. tying happened in the first round. Yeah. The, the leg time, you're right. Yes, my bad. My yeah. bad. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, so that's come to the second round where yeah, second round was uh, kind of comes out strong, right? Because oh, he, yeah. he now he's on the um front. Hey, um, oh there we go. Okay, now you can see me. For some reason, my 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 screen was not showing on the 
you're back now. It's it's good. Anyways, so Connor comes out fresh the second round, right? And he goes, and what does he start doing? The typical thing he knows how to do those those chest kicks, right? Those yeah. high kicks in the yeah. front. And he, he works that very well against everybody. Yeah. Like a lot of people fall for that because what happens is people don't realize, but I, Connor's game is when he does that a couple times, he's enticing that person to throw that that overhand right, right, or and to come into him. And he and Connor's a lefty. So he knows that he's waiting for that to happen. So right when someone comes in with an overhand right, he's going dead on the button. Because yeah. that whole left side is open. Yeah. Like Southpaw, toe to toe, takes on the chin, gives it back. Right? I mean, amazing. The fact that, you know, he took that. Um, and then you're right. In the second round, when Khabib like really puts it on him in the second round, like knocks him down, like on that punch, the overhand right. Yeah. That punch was monster. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't even think Connor knew what happened at that point. Like, he didn't even expect it. No way. No one expect. I didn't expect that. Yeah, me neither. I mean, because, was... you know, we've been saying for a long time, you know what? Khabib's not a striker. He's not a striker. Exactly. He can't go toe-to-toe. He can't do southpaw with Conor McGregor. No way he's going to win that fight on stand-up. No way. Yeah. Right? And so everybody was like, whoa. Because the funny thing is he like did a half-leg check on him. Like, and he's great at those one-leg sweeps, like those one-leg check yeah. kicks. He does it all the time. He does it halfway and then just goes in for that overhand right. And, and it was totally... lightning fast. Dude, it was so Oh, my quick. God. It was... Yo, you know what's crazy, Ashley, on uh, Rogan's podcast, the one he released today uh, with McGregor's trainer, um, Rogan asked him, he's like, you know, what stuck out to you? What surprised you? You know, he was like, really nothing surprised me. But he's like, that punch in the second round, yep. he's like, dude, he's like, he's like, we don't know where that came from. Yep. He's like, we don't know where and that he's came like, from. He's like, if, if he, you know what the beautiful thing is? He's like, you have to, this is what Kevin was saying, you have to respect all the arts individually. He's like, if Habib, if a boxing trainer looked at that and an Olympic boxing trainer looked at that, he would tell him never to throw that punch mm -hmm. because lunging the chin forward and with catapulting the punch forward with that, you know, that's something you never do in boxing. So a box, it worked in MMA. It wouldn't work. It would never work in boxing. That'd be reckless in boxing, but in MMA, right. it's no. great. And, and, and that's kind of one of the things that made like certain fighters like John Jones amazing because they're unorthodox. Yes. You can't plan for fighters like that, right? When those, the Superman punches, those off the cage, you can't plan for stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. You have to be a certain it's training and athleticism that you you're embedded with when you train. Yeah. Um, and that's what Khabib displayed. Um, but um, the other thing is, um, yeah, I think we're lagging for a moment because I can see the people saying we're lagging on the YouTube live for a moment. Yeah, I don't know if it's your computer or the internet. Don't I don't know. The internet. No. Yeah, well, I think we're breaking the internet now. <laughs> breaking the internet now. You know, yeah. um, there's just millions of people watching right now. So yeah. please that's be what we'll tell ourselves. That's what we'll tell yeah. ourselves. I'm gonna Actually, go airplane it, mode right now. Yeah, there's about 16 people watching. But um, so no, but um, but, no, but so so well, I guess we'll just continue on. Maybe the video will release better. But anyways, the point being is that um, so so let's fast forward a little bit in that round, and we'll go. To, we'll, we'll talk about what you were talking about. Um, when Connor uh, was on the ground and Khabib had that uh, was mounted on top of him, right? Yes. I was almost positive that Herb Dean was going to call Dude, that. Like, I don't understand yeah. how it didn't happen. And, and then in my mind, I'm thinking, I know why he didn't call it. Because they don't want Khabib to win that. Like, they, they want it to go long as possible. Dude, they don't. I'm, I'm thinking about this rationally, dude. And we'll talk about it a little bit more afterwards, after we break down the fight. But I have my reasons for believing why that, um, that fight took so long. 
and why he got away, what kind of got away with more than seven or eight fouls easily yeah. throughout the whole fight. Oh, right. Yeah. And we'll talk about those oh. fouls a bit later on too. So that's second round. Do you want to go into the third round? No, because no, for the me, second round was monster. Okay. I think second round was probably the best round. Second round was great. Like, second he, and fourth, yeah, obviously. Fourth, yeah. Well, I mean, fourth was the best one because yeah. he she choked him out. You know, yeah. tap, tap, tap. Yeah. But I mean, but yeah, I mean, but, but no, no, no. But, but in the second that, round, though, Murtaza, what was happening is um, there's videos afterwards like that were released. Um, uh, Habib was talking to McGregor. Yeah, in the he was. Round. Did you guys? He see was. That? Yeah, talk now. He's let's like, talk yeah, now. Yeah, he's like, let's he's pounding talk him, throwing elbows. Let's he, talk now. Yeah, but you know what happened at the end of that round, right? There's a, there's a clip of this out there too, right? McGregor, I don't know if it happened just after the second round or the if it was the first or all the rounds, whatever. But what would happen, you know, like in normally like fighters at the end of the round, they'll yeah. kind of shake up, whatever, yeah. right? They'll just be like, oh, you know, good stuff, good stuff. And at the end, at the end of the whole thing, they'll probably hug or something, right? But this time though, McGregor was trying to shake up with. Uh, with Habib and Habib wasn't having it. He was yeah. kind of flinching. He was like, oh, he, yeah. he thought he was trying to attack him. Yeah, right? he was trying to touch dude, gloves. Stuff. That, yeah, dude, yeah. that's how you know. Like to this guy, it wasn't just a fight. This is like he's fighting for like his 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 clan or whatever he's yeah. fighting Bro, for. Bro, did you, know you know hear him? Yeah. I'm gonna kill someone. Dude, that's what he said. Dude, this guy is nuts. Dude, these Russians <laughs> are. Wait, let's give a little bit of a background about about Habib and where he comes from, so yeah. people understand this. He comes from even well, people yeah. who are. Go ahead. No, just yeah. he comes so, from Russia. There's he no comes background from the North that is needed. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, he comes from the North Caucasus region uh, of Russia, which is a predominantly Muslim territory, and they were the vanguards against the Russian Empire during the Ottomans. Like they were pretty much anyone would come in. His grandfather, his great grandfather, was a a chief deputy for um, Sheikh Shamil, who, uh, who, Shamil, who was, who was yeah, Imam Shamil, who was actually a, a like, they call him the Salahuddin of, of Chishan, like of the caucus. And this man was, like, would defeat all of the invaders to the area. Um, I mean, the story is crazy. I, I don't know if I want to... Keep going, brother. Keep going. It's beautiful. Oh, man. This guy is... So this guy, imagine this. He studied... Uh, generally, the Chishnans are very religious people. Um, the man was, when he was born, he was of weak stature. Okay. Um, and uh, but he was very strong in his religion. He would attend the mosque all the time. He would excel in Quran and Hadith. And um, and um, his 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 father actually used to drink. So, I'm sorry, Mutsa, no, are no, you wait, talking we're about, talking about his grandfather, Habib, or his grandfather? His, no, 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 no. We're talking about Imam Shamil. Okay, okay. Who, who? And this is this is like the okay. So Habib. Habib Great grandfather was this man's right hand man. I mean, a chief like to to, to as a military officer. Okay, um, but I'm giving you a background on the kind of people they are. So Imam Shamil, his dad used to drink. So one day he got so upset as a as a kid, he pulls out his dagger and he says, "Wallahi, I feel like killing myself every time I see you drink." And that affected his dad so much that his dad stopped drinking. So he goes on, and the family became more and more. I mean, they're generally practicing. They have a huge respect for religion in the caucus, but they became more practicing, right? Because of him as well. So one day, some of the students in the region around in him were, were jealous of his of him excelling in Quran and Hadith. And so they got into a fight, and you know, they're very tough people. So the fight ended up where he got beat up and he actually was stabbed. Okay. In their tradition, anyone who goes home and tells somebody that something happened to them, they're not men. So what he did was is he crawled into the forest and he healed himself with herbs and, and, and medicine and he came back healed. And he said that was the day that made me a warrior. Love it, bro. And from that day, he said he jumped higher than him, 
Nobody could swim faster than him. He would jump across. They were recording him, a, a recording of him jumping across 27 foot stream, meaning over the water. He'd hurdle over it. They say he used to ride his horse with the reins between his mouth, a gun in one hand and a sword in the other hand. And they said he would be able to go underneath the horse and back. Like, I mean, this is how strong this man was and he would repel all the enemies. The Russians said that, you know what? There's no way this man is a Muslim. He had to be an offspring of an avid king, like a, like a Russian king or prince who went to Persia and adopted this, had married a Persian woman. And this is why he is the way he is. But he's originally a Christian Russian. They didn't want to believe that he was a Muslim, right? Um, but they would, come, they would come and meet him anyways. But the, the story is that Habib's great-grandfather was this man's um, like military right-hand man. And so they grew up in a family, a long line of family, like men that were um, military men and very tough in the caucus. I mean, they, and the, the region, the terrain of this area is extremely brutal. The winters are bad. I mean, the, the food is scarce. Um, um, I mean, it's just a very brutal region. And so anyone that grows up in this region is very tough by nature because nature isn't kind to you in that area, right? Um, I mean, there's videos of, of, of Habib at being, you know, seven years old or nine years old rest, wrestling a bear. You know what I mean? This yeah, is the kind yeah. of people they are. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and for them, and then speeding up later, you're talking about two wars where they fought like against Russian invasions, separatists. I mean, these people were, were in hand-to-hand combat literally, right? I mean... For, for decades, and, and um, they're extremely tough people. Yeah. Uh, and so this is his background. So they're religious, and they're tough, and they fight for their religion. So you're talking about a guy's religion, country, and family to a guy who grows up for generations. This is the only thing sacred to them. I'm going to put it out for the viewers, so the, anyone who hasn't seen Habib and his... Uh... When he, when he, how old was he? Like you'd say probably like seven or eight. He's supposed to be something like that. Nine yeah. years old. Yeah, he's fighting. Uh, inshallah, Habib hears what you were talking about him, bro. He's going to love you so much more. Inshallah, inshallah, yeah. But, um, yeah, well, the viewers right now on YouTube are watching Habib as a child fighting a bear. Oh, oh are, they, are they okay? Yeah, I can't yeah. see. So, so you're, okay, seeing, cool. you're seeing like this bear literally biting his hand. Um, I mean, it's play biting. If anyone has a cat or a dog, they know that yeah. this is not real bites. Um, but the the bears is having fun. They know. But I th- I think if there was a, a real fight where yeah. the 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 animal is actually really upset, uh, it would be different. <laughs> but but I love how bears by nature are good wrestlers, dude. They're like yeah. they, they know he, he all the moves. We have a special guest in the uh, in 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 the chat box. We have our our, our, our beloved Joe Bradford. Mashallah. Holy cow. He, he said he's going to, uh, I'm going to start a podcast to compete with you guys called the Angry Avars. <laughs> <laughs> Sheikh Joe, salam alaikum, man. It's an honor to have you uh, witnessing us, bro. Hey, Joe, hey, I'm a big fan. My name is Mohammed. I don't know if you know me. Huge <laughs> <laughs> fan. He was he's our OG. Yeah, that's he's, he's the OG. He's, he's the OG. I was, I was on the first seven guy. episodes. I think Sim deleted most of them. <laughs> but. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, got jokes. Um, no, no, but absolutely. Um, so, so I think that was a, a little bit of a history for, for, for the type of individual this man is and where he comes from, his region. Yeah. Um, so going on. So th- this is the reason why we brought that up was because um, uh, Habib took this very personally, and that's why he didn't he didn't think this was all just banter. 
right? The idea of banter is a Western thing where you can insult people's families and your mama jokes and things like that. This is something that is not, it is foreign to him in that region. Even other Orthodox Russian people, like, I mean, Christian Orthodox Russians, they don't play with family. And so he really, uh, really, really, really was offended by these things. Um, and by the way, um, in from Connor's corner, uh, Dylan, uh, there are numerous TMZ reports that he was actually calling him "you rat Muslim." I yeah, mean, yeah, stuff yeah. like yep. this. TMZ reports. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm sure there were other things that were being sent that um, people uh, that that people did not, um, you know, uh, obviously report yet. But he was. He, he was definitely being taunted. Um, you, and, and you know, the funny thing ahead. is with Dylan, um, he was on a, uh, uh, an episode with Ariel where he was talking. He was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, they, he's like, they like to pretend, pretend, uh, play gangster. Yeah, yeah. But he's like, they're not really gangster. Yeah. <laughs> he's, like, no, he, he's, a, he's, he's a trouble. Dylan Dennis, a trouble. And he used to train with one of the best, one of the sweetest, best, uh, uh jujitsu practitioners by the name of Marcelo Garcia. Marcelo Garcia actually kicked him off of his team. Right. And Marcelo Garcia is a classy, quality, awesome, sweetheart, but a monster. All around good guy, dude. Monster all, yeah. jujitsu. Yeah. All monster. around good One of the guy, best dude. ever. One of the best in, in, in yeah. our time. And uh, he had to get rid of Dylan Dennis because he doesn't he didn't see that. He didn't share the same ideals and principles. Dude had you know? Habib and Dylan. Hey, we right? got our homeboy, the mailman. Right? Our homeboy, the mailman is here. Uh oh. Uh, we got the mailman. Salam alaikum. Everyone salute the mailman. He deserves yeah. special respect. I'm a, I'm a big fan of you too. Salute, salute, salute the mailman. Salute the mailman. <laughs> Better yeah. than Carl uh, Malone. <laughs> no, but Habib and Dylan, though, they have history too. They right? do, They yeah. used to train together, no? I, I, I don't know if they train together. I think they've seen each other to train. They've been around each other during, I think, warm-ups and some training. Who, who did he ask? The, uh, Habib and Dylan. They have history. I think they trained together. No, I, I don't think they did. Um... Uh, I think there's, there's a certain school that they went, they, they, like the, the trainer that was there had an interaction with them, but they never trained together. Okay. okay. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, I mean, look, um, and, and the biggest thing is that, um, to be honest, um, Dylan is full of himself. He, he, he yeah. calls himself just to king. And the guy's yeah. only had one professional fight, right? I mean, yeah. really, I mean, official fight, right? Yeah. And he's talking to a guy who's 26, well, not 27 and 0, right? And just all this garbage, like when, when there were the vlogs going on, he was saying, you know what? Um, for sure, Connor is going to beat him because I'm better than than, than Khabib, and he's been wrestling with me and jujitsu with me the whole time and grappling with me. Um, so if he can if he can hang with me, then for sure he can crush uh, Habib, you know, and stuff like that. Like just really trying, and I, I think what he's doing is, and he's doing it the negative way. He's learning from Connor, where he's just trying to get a hype because he nobody really knew who the guy was outside. From, I mean, unless you follow MMA, you don't know who he is, right? Yeah, I mean, he's a yeah. nobody for everybody else. People kept calling him the hype man. They didn't know that he's actually a coach. Like, they didn't know yeah. that he's actually even a fighter. They didn't know that, right? I mean, I. that's why they were like, oh, people were like, oh, why did why did he go out and attack a civilian? I'm like, guys, this man <laughs> is a fighter. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, you guys don't understand what happened. Like, there's a lot of stuff, bad blood here, you know? Um I think even at one point he was with Connor when they came up on that bus uh, incident. I think he was with him, you know, during that thing on, that's uh, crazy. on the plane with him. That's yeah, crazy. and so, 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 yeah. I mean, so that's why um, back to the the, the um, you know second round. That's why Habib didn't want to touch gloves or shake any no handshaking at all yep. with him. Yep. Even McGregor, McGregor him. said at the end of the second round, he's like, "It's just business." He said that to Habib. 
you know what that, though like this is he this scared is a the show. heck out of him no this is a show i mean that's what it is mcgregor you know yeah. no, 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 no 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 i think what happened was he got humbled and he knew he was in trouble so now it's a show yeah. if it if he wasn't in trouble he would have been talking the same junk he was doing before yeah. yeah all throughout the end of the fight but he knew the moment i think he was begging for mercy when he said that and no, not only that dude he didn't realize how awesome habib was like i'll tell you one thing the, the reason why Habib is awesome, even against strikers like Conor McGregor, like I think that Conor McGregor was prepared. But the thing is, when you're such a takedown artist and your grappling is amazing, your confusion of your hands and your takedown defense, there's a big blur now. You're no longer that striker anymore because you don't know what striker you're going to throw and where you're going to get taken down. So even awesome strikers become weak you, strikers with Habib. Takbir. Allah, Allah, Allah. Allah. Show some passion. I'm pretty passionate yeah, right that's now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, you, but you, you see this. You see this against the fight. Uh, against this fight. Uh, uh, and Habib's fight against. I just Ethan said Takbir in my own thing. But yeah. I know. I said uh, Allah. No, no. I, I just. Takbir. No, no, no. Don't worry. <laughs> Nobody does it when they say something. They hear it when someone else says something. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah. No, but um, in Habib's fight against Ed, Edson uh, Barbosa, like uh, dude, he like completely manhandled. Oh my him, you god, know he massacred. Like, dude, yeah. I felt sorry for him. Dude. Man. Dude, Barbosa's a big boy. Like he is. Big. He's a monster. <laughs> you, you know what that was like, bro? When I was watching that, I was like, I was actually contemplating stop watching UFC because it was such a barbaric <laughs> beating. I was like, dude, why no, am I, I watching this you know, sport? You know, he told Khabib told Barbosa to quit. In that fight, he told him stop. Yeah, he said he, to Michael Johnson did, too. Yeah, Michael Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Too, and the thing is that he, he people think he's being arrogant, but he's not. He doesn't want to hurt the guy. <laughs> That's like, so yeah. cute. I don't want to no, hurt you. Serious. You know I deserve like, this title. Like Michael Johnson, you know I deserve, just give up. You it? know I deserve this title. Just give up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, and you know what? Joe Rogan talked about that today too, about how like, hey, do you think I was offensive that he was telling him to give up? And they were like, no, because he generally doesn't want to kill this guy. You know, because I'm, I'm sorry, for, for us, the hobby was talking about that on his, on his show and like, Meaning that he's a generally a good guy. Like he doesn't want to hurt people. And the reason why we're talking about talking about that is for what happened in the fourth round. But we'll, we'll get there. So 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 that that's second round done. Third round where I was like, wow. My heart uh, was pounding out of his chest. Yeah. Man. This is I mean, the, this is the round Connor, where everyone thought that Connor may have pulled one off, and he so, may have so, one off. No, for the listeners who don't know, Khabib is known for not losing a single round in his entire MMA career. Yeah. So and this was the round, the round that he probably, lost. This is probably the round, the round he lost. Now I'm not sure if that even actually uh, gets accrued at the end of the day because he, because Connor ended up submitting in the fourth round. Yeah. Uh, does, that, does that still? No. Like, I don't that know. nullifies everything, right? Knockout no. is, is. Yeah, I, I don't think any of the rounds yeah, even matter. Oh, you, you think? Yeah. Oh, you're when, saying. I think analysts like, will look okay. at it and be like, he only lost one round ever. And that was a kind of regret. I don't think I don't know if there's any professional stat for that. Yeah, but people are talking the judges about it. don't the judges don't. Uh, yeah, they don't care to, about that. Yeah. yeah so, so, so here's the analysts thing. will look at that, not judges. Yeah. to like subjective opinion because the official scorecard doesn't right. get reported if you submit somebody. Right. Yeah. right. So looking back at the fight, for us, the his opinion says, you know what? Looking back, I thought originally um, Khabib had all four rounds. But looking back, he believed. That third round went to Conor McGregor. And looking back at the fight now when I watched it, I, I think that is kind of true because Conor came back with some significant fights and um that i mean on the strikes i'm sorry and and did rally back but kudos to habib man toe-to-toe southpaw like taking throwing shots giving him back i mean everyone who everyone who's anybody who was analyzing this fight said habib just don't take don't trade punches take him down do what you do Take him down to the ground, but he didn't. He, 
he, he stood to the, he, what was that that one punch that he just made him what was that was that in the, the second, second round second round yeah, yeah. Second that, round. that yeah. humbled him that, that humbled yeah that humbled yeah. McGregor but, but that's I mean what, the thing is that the thing is that uh, dude understand something Habib is one of those few guys that takes a straight left from Conor and stands there. Yeah. There's not many people alive that can say that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he takes a full, and, and he comes back at him. He's not disorientated. I, and I think that was the biggest shocking thing for us all, and I was scared because I'm like, oh, my God, maybe maybe he's gassed out. He can't take him down, right? Or... You know what? Um, he's getting arrogant and he's trying to go toe to toe and try to. That's knock what I was out. afraid of. I hope he's not. I'm like, man, I hope he's and not. And I was like, please. But when the round ended, I was like, alhamdulillah. alhamdulillah. You know, yep. you know what's funny? It's like that's I when all the duas started. That's I think, when I started yeah. making sincere duas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I think everyone can admit though, like, dude, one McGregor, he's a scary guy though. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter how dominant he was. Him, it's like, dude, it's like. One McGregor, I mean, dude, one punch and you're out. Yeah. I mean, you saw what that's he why did it's dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and so like for that second, I was like, I was like, oh man, you know, I want to ask those like you guys are obviously all going for Habib, right? No, 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 of course Connor. not. I was going for Connor. Connor, of you're... course, that's why we're doing this podcast no, 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 in I'm celebration. No, there's somebody in this <laughs> room. No, there's somebody no. in this podcast before you continue that <sighs> believed that Connor was going to win. I'm not going to say their name though, but they believe that Connor was going to win. Go ahead, Mogo, with no, your question. Did you guys for a second think Connor didn't have a chance? I, I I never said that. Wait, did okay, I have a chance? Okay, no, no. I, I'm on record. I want I'm win? on record for predicting uh, Habib for, of winning. Yeah, I know uh, Sheikh Hamer had his doubts. He was worried. Not wor- doubts. I said you're, if you're it worried. stays standing, I said McGregor's got it. If if hey, he can uh, take it to the ground, then it's all. Habib. I no. I, I said exactly. I said, listen, if it, it's a ground game, Habib's going to win. If it's a, a stand-up match, he'll lose. Yeah. And I was afraid that he wasn't gonna be. What I was afraid was that I said if he didn't, if Connor didn't knock him out in the first two rounds, it's over. Yeah. Meaning that that uh, Khabib's gonna win it, and 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 I, because I was afraid of the fact that if Khabib went in for the takedown and then Connor gets him with a straight left on the button, yeah, right. That's, that's what I was afraid of. Yeah. Or and the knee. That's what I was afraid of. Right, and because Khabib kept his chin down, he couldn't get that punch he wanted. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's right? wrap up because the fourth that, round. The third yeah. round. We're on the third round. No, right? that, was th- that was third round, right? Third round. Um, so, but that, one, yeah. we, I want to point out one thing though. Do you did you notice that at the end of the third round, um, Habib didn't sit? Did you guys notice that? Yeah, no. he was standing the whole time. He was standing. You know, you know. Okay, so check this out. I watched the uh, Cinderella Man like two weeks ago. Cinderella Man. Okay. Cinderella Man, right? The movie with uh, Russell Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so yes, um, yes. there was a scene in there where he's fighting. Uh, he's he's boxing against one of the a younger guy, like a, a new cat, whatever, yeah. right? And then he's just like uh, he tells his corner. He's like he's like t- he's like throw the bench away. He's like I want to stand. And uh, he turns around. He turns his back. And then the bench, the guy uh, on the other side, he's just looking at him. He's like he's like hey. Why isn't he sitting down? He's not tired. This and that. He was like playing this mental game with them. Ooh. But I noticed Habib did that with this yeah, one. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Like oh, I was wondering. I was like, how come yeah. he's not sitting down? Yeah, you yeah, noticed that, I, right? I, I noticed that too. But, all, yeah. but he didn't sit down any round. Not no, a no. single round. Oh, he did. Actually, that's true. First round, he didn't sit down either. Oh, and I knew that because he was showing Connor that I'm not. I can do this all day. Yeah. All day I can do it because look, oh, wow. when he wrestled him down that first round. He knew Connor was tired because he ain't never wrestled somebody like that before. Mm-hmm. He ain't mm-hmm. never been clobbered like that before. He has never been like he never had to feel that lactic acid inside of him burning his muscles. He mm-hmm. never felt that, right? Mm-hmm. And so he, he's getting up, uh, you know, standing there saying, "You know, I can do this all day." And if you notice, you never once see um, Khabib have any labored breathing. 
Like yeah. he's not like panting, nothing. His cardio is, I mean, a guy who wrestles like this for hours upon hours upon hours, this is nothing for him. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mort, I have a question for you. Why do you think, I, I want to ask you in specific because you observe these things. Why do you think that, especially in the first round when he went to his corner, his corner seemed pretty frantic when they were talking to him. Habib's uh, corner. Uh, to Habib. Well, because the sense of urgency, like, like you know what? If you don't uh, tire him out and if you let him get to you, because don't forget, the urgency was this. They want to tire him out, tire him out but if you notice, Conor was still getting the, the points by hitting him. Yeah. And Khabib was still trying to get into position to completely put him on his hips, uh, flat hips in the ground, and he's losing, he's leaving points on, 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 on the floor, right? By, because look, Conor was up against the fence, right? And keeping it, his legs were extended. But he kept doing this motion to him, punching yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's racking up points. You know what yeah. I mean? And and Khabib is trying so hard, head dug into his side, trying to lift him up and pull him away from the fence. You mm. get what I'm saying? He's trying to pull him away. And so I, I, I think they were trying to tell him, hey, look, you got to get points too. You got to strike him. You gotta, but you gotta, usually you after the round's finished, the, 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 the job, one of the jobs is, of the corner to calm them down to make them think clearly but as soon as he went after the first round Javier Mendez is talking to him while both of them are standing up and he's like, gotta do this he's talking really really fast and I was thinking to myself either that's that the only th sense that made to me why they would go against the grain of doing that is to keep him amped up yeah. they don't want him to relax well, because well, that's when he's also amped he, up that, he does even better that's his coaching style too if you see him like he wants to keep his fighters in that primal mode. He, he wants to keep them there. And the thing is, I think there's a sense of urgency because he knows now that Connor is, is beat down. You know what I mean? Like hurry up and get this round up. Let's beat him up now. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. cause now I think he, at, after that first round, it's like, okay, cool. Now, you know, you can contain him. Now put the beating on him. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? You tired him, you contained him. Now put the beat, do what we taught you to do now. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's kind of like now you got it. Now yeah. we know you got past the first round. You beat you. You passed Jose Aldo. Great. You proved yourself. Now now, now go out and put the beating on. Yeah. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Just, that just, mental toughness, though, man, of Habib. He didn't let the emotions at all. I was afraid that his emo man, he's cold. He's he, cold as ice. He's cold, dude. He's cold um, as ice. Also, one thing yeah. about the third round before we move on is um, that's around McGregor was cheating. Remember, Habib was really mad. He was he, he was talking yeah. to Herb Dean. Oh. He was like, he was like, yo, he keeps hooking. Yeah. And I was like, so, I didn't so, know. so wait, he said he did it three times. Let, let's talk about that after we get to the fourth round. We'll talk about the, the entire fight. Okay, I want to talk because okay. there's many places where I, I I count at least nine places. So this okay. is only a few in the uh -oh, place. Oh, more so, holding it down. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go to the fourth round. I'm. You're taking the fourth round. My, I saw his composure in fourth round so different. I was like, man, if it's gonna be at all, it's gonna be this. Right, because you have to understand, this is a, a world class fight for both of them. Habib came in nervous; you could tell in his walkout, and it's good to have those nerves. And Connor was acting like he was confident; you could tell he was nervous, dude. You know, one thing that did surprise me with Habib is uh, he walked out to music. Like I, I know it's like it's, it's a little thing, whatever, but um, I kind of didn't expect that. Um, but but I, we're, we're talking about the fourth round right now. I know, I know, but he just he's saying generally. Up, he said, he said okay. He, you know, yeah, no, no, that's fine. Whatever. Did I did I miss my chance? No, go ahead. Morton sim relationship. It's so great. I love your two relationships. It's yeah. like it's like he's like your older brother. <laughs> he's not. He's my younger brother. He's, um, but no, but I just noticed that though. But I I don't know. I mean, I, I it's not really relevant, I guess. But uh, but you know what I mean. Like he walked out. You me. didn't expect it, basically. I didn't expect it. Yeah. You thought he was. You know, it's like you know, mashallah. I mean, Habib. I think he's a, he's relatively like practicing Muslim and everything. You know, what I mean, I kind of didn't expect that. What, what's wrong with music, though? 
I, I don't know. I'm under the opinion that's haram. So well, that's <laughs> your opinion then. That is my opinion, but uh, I'm. I mean, I I guess I guess. Just, I guess it's cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there we go. I mean, I mean, so 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 bring it back to the fourth round real quick, though. Um, look, um, I think in the beginning no, of the fourth I, dude, round, I think you guys are brushing it off. I mean, I think the, the man obviously has flaws. I mean, like I know, I know every Muslim. He would just say for him it was a little weird. Is, he is, is Yusuf Islam a bad man because he? Dude, I think I think music. What about haram. what about Dawood Warnsby? I think music haram. Like, that, I, that's I your pro. That's your that, opinion. No, I understand that. It's it's a difference of opinion. I know. I know. But uh, maybe he doesn't. That's true. But I, I mean, he's just I guess. saying that the, what he the understanding he had of Habib. He's not saying Habib's bad. Yeah. He's no, what not bad. I, 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 he's I saying that it just I didn't came out of left what, field what, for him what, of what he understanding what, he had oh, of him. Okay, because well, he, guess what? Because he no 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 because he dude he does paint, paint himself as like as a really good Muslim and everything. So right? I mean, there's so a lot. I would of, I would assume. How do he paints himself? I think that's just his principles. No no no. Wait wait. I think here's a disconnect. First of all, he is people understand something that he is like a Naqshbandi Sufi type background, and for them, music is not. It's a matter of difference of opinion, right? Yeah. As long as it's not some like. Thank you, Mort. Booty thumping music, whatever. But I get what you're saying. Like, for us, why, if you why think you, that, why don't you talk to me like Mortiza did? This is why I don't call you because when I have a time because, of crisis. Because <laughs> Morty, yes, Morty, you breaking it down for you. Call me in terms of crisis. You don't yeah. call him. Yeah, hell, I'm never calling you, Sam. I'm delete your number. Just <laughs> <laughs> show up. Just show up once in a while and come to the podcast. That's all I get. No, do, but so. um, anyways, so, Morty, so, go so, ahead. Let's kind of um, fourth round is when I knew. Oh, I love that picture, by the way. Awesome. Uh, I'm looking, you know, because it showed up for me where you uh, yeah, yeah. showed him getting knocked out. Great. But anyways, um, so so the thing is, um, immediately in the beginning of the fourth round, I knew that at that moment, Habib was just playing around the third round. Yeah. Like he was just really energizing. And he came out so aggressive, so energetic. And he was, if you look at his eyes, he was determined to knock him out or submit him that round. Like he knew he had Connor after that, after that third round, he knew that was it. Like I, I mean, mean, we all did. We just out. didn't want to admit it. We were, we were just too scared to to jinx it. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Every, yeah. Everyone. And, was I mean, I mean, to be fair though, because Connor's left hand is extremely strong and extremely dangerous. Yep. So in in the UFC, like any competitive fighter, your fight can change in a matter of seconds, right? Literally milliseconds. So as we you saw never earlier, know, right? with um, what's his name? Aldo. No, no, Derek his, Lewis. Yeah, Derek Lewis in his uh, fight. <laughs> oh, Two dude, fights dude that fight was so funny. <laughs> <Big off. laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, we can't repeat the stuff that he said. This <laughs> is a, a family yeah, show. Yeah. This is a family show. Uh, no, but um, yeah, I, I knew at that moment um that that was gonna happen. But um, <clears throat> you know what? Uh, I'll be honest though. There, there are a lot of events that happened uh, up until the point where he got behind him. Yeah. But I was like, listen, man, when he got him in that in that hold, right? I wasn't sure. I'm like, oh, it's not a complete real naked. He doesn't have. That's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, yeah. he doesn't have underneath the chin. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah, and I'm thinking like, oh man, he's probably gonna get out of it. You know, he's probably gonna get out of it. But you know what's amazing is that for us, Zahabi talked about it today. And he's like, look, generally, yes, it's more lethal to have it under the neck, under the chin, like on the neck, because uh, uh, you can restrict the breathing. Right. But what he says is that the positioning of his neck and the pressure on his chin. It cut off it's the blood. It's not as, but it's the carotid artery, right? So you're actually the, cutting blood flow. Right. And he goes, if anybody thinks that it's not painful, come down to the gym, and I, I'll do it on you. And, and if you're not tapping within 10 seconds, I'll pay you $1,000. Yeah, but not that. Like, it's I mean, a, jaw, it's really, a pressure on the jaw, too. The jaw is pushing backwards. Well, the neck, 
well, 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 so understand this. So people don't know when people get hit in the jaw, your man, your jaw can move, right? And when it moves, that shock that happens is what causes some people's knees to get weak, right? Um, and so essentially what you're doing is you're putting pressure on that area and your neck, right? At the same time, especially when it's curved like this and you're on the chin and you're actually pushing it inside. Yeah, yeah. So your arteries being, first of all, blood flow is being restricted, right? Secondly, pressure on the spine, yeah. right? And thirdly, you're actually disorientating that person because nobody wants to have something on their face, yeah. right? It's always difficult. And that's why you'll see sometimes fire in the ground they'll be covering somebody's face so they can't breathe or yeah. they're disorientating the fighter right you panic essentially every man is to panic but leading up to that point though i knew you know how i knew when it was over because he did that same mistake they did with nate diaz when connor gives up he gives his back yep and he gave his back twice yep yep and i said the first time he gave it i knew like yes alhamdulillah i knew it he got him but even- i just didn't want to celebrate yet but even the build-up to yeah. that, did you see that side control while dude, he was on all fours? He's on the side. Habib's on his side. And you could see, as soon as I saw that he's on his side like this, he's just putting all of his weight on him. And Hab- and, and, and Conor McGregor's like shoulders and triceps are flexing. I was like, dude, what a genius. He's making him get tired so he can't use his arms to punch or defend later. And his arms so, so are so that, tired. That's what, that's what Rogan was saying, that if you listen to the, to, to the commentary, that he's putting all this front-end weight on yep. his arms. So in order for his arm, his arms are carrying not only his own body weight, but Khabib's body weight yes. as well, too. And that's and his so- fourth round when his cardio is not even as good, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine all that combination of all that. Man, it was yeah. genius. So one thing um, people, um, um, Faraz was saying was that one of the mistakes that, that Connor made was that he uh, tried to grab him, the, ch- the hand from the right hand, he should have tried to grab him from the left hand in order to grab his thumb. Because what he was saying was, let's say your opponent has you choked up, right? To get him off, you want to get his thumb, right? You want to push on his thumb so he comes off, right? So you put pressure and grab his thumb. Mm. And so he's saying he couldn't have got it because he came from the right. He should have used his left hand to pull up, you know, like this and pull it down. And then he goes, because what he's arguing is that he's arguing that Connor knew that, but he used the wrong hand. So when he comes up, it wasn't like he tapped the first time. He doesn't believe with the tap. He was kind of come up to grab the hand, but he couldn't reach. And then he tapped out, yeah, right? Yeah. Because he couldn't reach it. Right. So he's like, if he would have came with the left hand, he might have had an opportunity to break free. But he's like, you know what? Khabib is so strong in his lock that uh, in that neck crank that he wasn't ever going to. I mean, I don't think it would have made a difference, he said. But the technique was about him trying to grab it from from the left hand side. But yeah, um, yeah that pressure was unbelievable. 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 Yeah. Dude, even I mean, when he ended just... it, even when he tapped, he still wouldn't let go. Yeah. You I'm glad it? He and the herb had to, had, he to had to break yeah. that up. Well, um, you know why? Because yeah. um, at the end of the day, I, I, that. To be honest, though, that's kind of fair and it's normal because you don't know. I mean, if they're tapping, Herb, he comes in and he taps him, right? Mm-hmm. But the fighter doesn't know who's tapping him, right? Mm-hmm. The referee has to actually come break up the fight yeah. because if he prematurely lets him go, right, then it's not a tap out. Yeah. I mean, if the ref doesn't actually say it, right? So you actually have to separate them when that happens. And that's what happens right? with ground and pound um, too sometimes. They're punching them. The ref is not breaking it up and they wait for the ref to come and pu- push them because they don't want to let the They're looking like, rip- what the hell is going on? Like, you yeah. know, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. Totally, man. Yeah. So that was like amazing ending. Um, the bully got bullied, man. The bully got bullied. Yeah. So I want I want to go back to Moga's point, extremely important point about the fouls that happened. Dirty, dirty, dirty play. Let him know. So, Let him know. So number one, like he mentioned, there was, you know, he was picking at the gloves. He was holding his gloves, from, you know, hooking his gloves like this, right? Yeah. Complaining about it. Um, 
You know what it was? Um, uh, Habib was talking to Dean during the fight. Yeah. He was looking at him like, yeah. hey, he keeps doing this. Yeah. That's funny. That was the second yeah. round. Yeah, so it's like nine to six, too. You know, the, the whole elbow behind? Oh, yeah, 12 to six. 12 to six, yeah. 12 to six. I'm sorry, 12 to six, yeah. Down, down to his, uh, down right down behind his head. Grabbing his shorts. Like, you know, he's holding by his, by his crotch area, actually. I don't know if he had caught that or not, right? Mm -hmm. Kept holding the fence with yeah. his hands. And, and then toes. and his feet, his yeah, feet and too. then his toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Rogan called fence. that a few times. He was like, "Yo, he has to, he has to tell him, he has to tell him to get, get that off." Yeah. Um, I mean, if that if that was any other fighter, that would have been tolerated, yeah. right? At least point docking would have happened for sure, right? Numerous attempts. I mean, they were just real dirty, dirty play. Oh, and the knee when he the illegal knee when he was on the ground. Yeah, that was the first one. He throws it illegally into his face. Yep. Yeah, you can't do that either. Just so many things that they, they let slide that is unbelievable. And that's why it bothers me that they're, they're, they're so mad about what Khabib did like after the fight, whatever. And we'll get to that, right? But but the whole thing was just dirty. Connor was just dirty from the beginning, during the fight, and even at the end. It's just dirty, dirty, dirty. The dirty, like, dirty fighter. I mean, and, and, and what, actually, let me take that back. Connor doesn't normally do that. Yeah. If you look at the other fights, he fights pretty clean. Yeah. Right? But in this particular fight... Why he did it, I don't know. We'll have to ask Conor not, McGregor not why this he one, though. fought that even, way. Even the one against Mayweather, remember he was hitting him on the back of the head, but that was that was out of frustration, though. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think Mayweather also does that too a little bit too. I mean, his boxing that kind of happens, but yeah. But I mean, generally in the UFC, I'm not going to compare his, his 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 boxing with his UFC fighting, right? Because mm -hmm. it's completely different. But it, what, what I mean is the MMA record. He's never been a dirty fighter. He's yeah. never got grabbed the cage, or maybe he just never had been in trouble where he had to. To do he that, scared, right? Dude. Maybe he's been so dominant, right? I think after Maybe that first panicked. round, he knew what he, he's like. Okay, this is what they mean by this guy's wrestling. <laughs> okay, yeah, now yeah. I get it. This is a whole different league. Yeah. Yep. Did you guys catch anything else? Like, during, like anything dirty that was going on? Like anything that you you noticed particularly? No, man. No. Um, earlier though, you alluded to something. You said um, uh, Herb Dean could have ended the fight in the second round, right? You know, I don't know, man. That's always subjective. You know, when like when a wrestler. There's like, no way he. W that would no, 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 but, but dude, even if he was like, dude, you have to realize this a is point a could have been docked. Fight. A point could have been docked for what? For um, no, 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 no. This is, I'm talking about, about when he was raining down the. We're the, talking about like, when he was round and pounding in the second, in the second round. round. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. You know, you so, guys so, said he could have ended. That's subjective. That though. It is subjective. Yeah, he wouldn't because the championship fight. Exactly. But the way he was so tense, I thought I was like, oh my god, is he gonna end it? Is he gonna end it? I was like, I hope he doesn't though, because I want to see a good fight. Yeah. The reason why I mentioned that was because I think all of these factors, the fact that they were letting this go and not saying anything to Connor, they didn't want him to lose that fight. I don't think anyone did. And 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 the thing is, like it had Connor been that, that, that been anybody else on the ground when Connor was getting pounded, they would have called it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you could see how it almost looked like that Herb wanted to call it. Like he was just almost like I, I felt like he was about to just do it, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But it's just I think he realized that oh my God, if I call it, Vegas is gonna be pissed off. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Everyone's gonna be pissed off. Oh, yeah. I, and I feel like that that Herb Herb, actually, actually, not necessarily. I don't think um, Vegas would be pissed. Yeah, I, th I think uh, McGregor he was, was the underdog. Anyway. Well, I think McGregor was defending intelligently enough that people would give him a pass that if yeah. he, that he did not call but it. They were, but they were Those monster were shots. Because first tough. he was on You're his right. knee and hitting him, I mean, and then and Habib it, stands it up. Raining down from the sky. Habib was standing from the yeah. sky and raining down and landing. I was like, oh, this is nasty. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's a tough call. I'm not going to – I mean, I'm glad it went on. But I think under different circumstances – the fact that he was blocking, but the shots were so powerful that those blocks, he was actually hitting himself in the face. Like it, was, it wasn't even doing anything yeah. to him. You know what I mean? Like it was Mario just Yamasaki I mean, would have stopped it. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He would, yeah. He would have stopped. Who's the other guy that Dana White hates a lot? The other ref that he says the worst in the business? Oh, I forgot. He's his always name. talking smack about yeah. him. Dude. Ooh, Mario's the guy yeah, with the long beard. Mario Yamasaki's. No, no. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Who's the other he's, guy? Um, he's the Japanese guy, right? Oh, yeah. okay, okay. I can't. I can't remember. I don't know Herb Her- Dean because you know, he's like the only. Yeah, black he, he's dude. good, but yeah. the best ever. Well, he, he he's actually a good. He's actually a really good ref. He's a he really is. good dude too. He's, yeah. a, he's a fighter too. He's, he's ex fighter. I mean, well, it's not yeah. anymore, but he's definitely an MMA fighter. He knows. You know, he knows what's going on in the ring. Like he knows when people are gonna choke out when they're gonna pass yeah. out. He knows that stuff. But yeah. he's generally a good. But he has called bad before. Like with Faber, he, he's called bad before. Yeah, he has. Yeah. John McCarthy's always been the best. But I was thinking, like, remember? Do you remember all the security they had pre-fight? Like all the security standing, and I just looked at. Uh, Herb Dean's face, and I was like, dude, imagine the pressure this guy has yeah. of refing this fight, dude. The Holy the God. pressure that this guy has, the biggest pay per view ever. He's probably like, dude, what am I doing here, man? I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> you know what? Well, that's that was... an interesting point. Oh Go no, ahead. I was gonna say that the numbers are supposedly beating Mayweather McGregor yeah. numbers. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. No, no, this hey, is the best. Let, let, this hey, is the most that watched. Because yeah. you know, there's a lot of things to talk about like, with that. I mean, like, yeah, 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 that yeah, sure. But um, you know, one thing though is like um, you know, the commentator, you know, Rogan, he always uh, uh commentates on these fights, whatever. So it was, it was Rogan and Dominic, right? Dominic yeah. Cruz, yeah. Yeah, and so what's funny is like <laughs> in the second round, I think it's like yeah. when that when 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 uh, uh Habib was raining down the hammers, right? Yeah. Um. Dominic was just like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, he's trying it's, to it tire him calculated. Or yeah, something. he was just like, he, oh, he's, like, he's trying to not ruin his cardio or not trying yeah, to br- breathe trying to tire him out. <laughs> and then Rogan's like, no, he's like, dude, he's like, I think he's smashing him. He's smashing him. He's smashing him. No, Dominic, you're dumb. Shut up. He's getting. You know, one thing, one thing I like about Rogan is like, dude, like he he announces all these fights, right? He's I know he likes McGregor. I know he likes Habib, whatever. But he tries to be subjective, and I think for a lot of times, like he's he's actually pretty good. Oh, he's great. He's great. He's great, dude. I think I think he's he's worth every penny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, dude, you know one thing I found out from him? I was listening to his podcast. You know the when UFC first started, he used to do the announcing for free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was like for free. nine fights he did free. Yeah, yeah, and he was, and then they asked him, "It's like, why'd you do it?" He was like, "Yeah, it was just a company I believed in." And then you know, now look it was at his it. passion too. You yeah. could tell, well, dude, you know, a guy's good. A majority of fights that you watch with him, especially the main events, mm-hmm. he's like, "Now nah, what this guy's gonna do is he needs to go like this and he should do it." And the guy does it. He, yeah, he does that all the time. He's really good. And that's yeah. the point yeah, of him I mean, being I mean, black. I mean, belt. I mean, um, dude, Rogan's been a MMA nut from the beginning. He also people don't know he also fought. I mean, he trained. I mean, he he did that too, right? I mean, the thing is, um, the thing about Rogan though is that. Um, and, and keep in mind, when UFC started, dude, people were getting bonuses of like $10,000. Like that was yeah. a bonus to win a fight. Yeah. So there was really no money in UFC, right? I mean, yeah. remember when Conor just won his purse? What was his bonus? $50,000? I mean, it was it was like, uh, you know, when he first started, it's nothing now. Fighters are getting paid millions now to go fight, right? No, so, no not all fighters. Not all there, fighters. There's some yeah. fighters. No, 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 no. I'm saying when they win, when they, well, I mean, when you get to the top level fighting, I'm saying back then, dude, top level fighters like Ken Shamrock, these guys got paid like five, dollars $6,000, $8,000. Yeah. Now oh, you really? can do that now. You know what I mean? Like there was no money to pay like these huge venues, dude. They, they were doing things at a rodeos, bro. <laughs> like, what do you, I mean, it was like nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, so it was a different time. I think he understood that he was just really passionate about. Right. Uh, guys, uh, we got to um, start talking about the ending because we're running out of time so what do you mean we make all the time no no, uh we have we have a a schedule that we have to follow it's it's mad monday this is this is explain to me what sim is saying this is the the he's like i'm right here i can hear you Mogo, we're on tv dog yeah all right take us into the take us into the best part man 
This is okay, well, I mean, well, well, okay, so, so this, this is the best part is when the eagle takes off from the top and just <laughs> Ryan, he just he flew, he just baby. flies over and then picks him, picks him up with a claw and tosses him down, right? I mean, and now everyone's hyped up. So let me just break, let me just break down what happened, okay? So then we can talk about what's right and wrong. Fight ends. That guy's still talking. Dylan's still talking crap, calling him a Muslim rat, dirty Muslim rat, all these kind of things. Khabib talking back to him. Throws his mouthpiece. Guy's still talking. Wait, before you do that, I'll let you continue. Some people were saying that they heard him talk about his wife and his kids, too. Yeah, they did. They oh, yeah, did. Go the, ahead. Many of them. Yeah, a lot of dirty, foul stuff that we can't say. Yeah. Okay? Um, jumps the fence like an eagle, soars over him, <laughs> lands on him with his claws, and the guy panics and starts punching. It gets destroyed. In the middle of the hype, I mean, it gets separated. In the middle of the hype, Connor jumps on top, Tries to stra- but the security stops him. So he's straddling on top of the octagon. Yeah. Khabib's cousin, Abu Bakr, um, straddles too, trying to find where Khabib is, right? In the midst of all that, like he wasn't even looking at Conor McGregor. Conor sees him and tags him with a punch. Yep. No, no, no. It's not necessarily oh, true. That no, is. That's, that's no, what started it all. No, no, no. Dude, he but comes I saw around. the video. I, w- I saw the video no, too. I, no, no. He comes around. He comes around. That's no, the second no, guy. That's, after. that's, that's afterwards. No, that's the second guy. That's after this. We're talking about what the reason why the second guy came around uh-huh. is because Abu Bakr got hit. And oh. uh, look, you know, yeah, um, if you can pull up the video, that'd be great. But anyways, the thing is, yeah, I'll send you the video later on if you can't post it here. But so that's what targeted. So and Abu Bakr swings him back. And then what happens is he comes off. They're separating it. Uh, one of the other team members comes, jumps the fence. The guy in the black starts trying to punch him. Right, kind of actually throws some punches and pushes them back. They pull him away. Then the guy in the red jumps the fence, come back and <laughs> sucker punches him from the back like twice. Boom, boom. Yeah. yeah. Right, and then Connor comes back. But but the whole thing was that Connor threw that first punch, and that's the reason why when it came to press charges, Connor couldn't do it because because the Las Vegas Commission pulled the tape, yeah. and they're gonna see him throw that punch. Actually, because of that. They're holding Connor's purse right now. Yeah. And, and, the, the, no, 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 but no. Someone, wait, wait. I thought they released Connor's purse. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Now, now they did. No, I think. no, 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 no. Originally, they had the purse, and they they talked. They interviewed both, and they said, "Okay, uh, Connor, you're good to go. Here's your purse. You, you're good. You're good to get your purse." Khabib, no, you're not. We're going to investigate you. Then, when the, when they pulled the tapes, a little while afterward, um, they saw that Connor threw that punch, right? And then, so they they pulled this. They're holding. They're holding his purse now too. Uh, pending investigation. Yeah, yes, 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 okay. Right? Yeah. Um, because, look, if, if Khabib did wrong, that's fine. But um, that guy that Connor punched in the beginning, he had nothing to do with what was going on. Right? So it's like two wrongs. Both of them are, if you're condemning one, you have to condemn the other. Yeah. Right? Both of them hit each other's corner. Yeah. Right? And, so and, that's and, kind of what it is. And remember that when, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Look, people have went out in the crowd before. Uh, but someone could McGreg- say to McGregor you. McGregor did it. Remember when yeah, Aldo was out of there? Of course. Yeah, but people it. can say that, look. Uh, the reason why Connor originally went out and threw that punch was because Habib jumped out of the ring first, jumped out of the cage first. And one thing is, there's, I think there's a few things about this. When Habib jumped off of the cage into the crowd at Dylan Dennis, he jumped and he didn't strike him. He just jumped in that area. People moved out of the way. And Dylan Dennis, if I'm not mistaken, threw the first punch. Yes, because he thought he was going to jump on top of him. Yeah, he didn't jump on top of him, though. Yeah, he he missed him. Everyone moved out of the way, kind of. Yeah, he might have, you know, grazed a few people. Think about it, dude. If he was intending to drop kick him in the face, there's no way that guy would have been standing. Yeah. Right? I mean, he would have 
drop kicked him in the face, he would have been laid out, right? Yeah. There's no issue. The, clearly, the guy didn't want to step on his face, yeah. right? He just wanted to get in his face because he was talking that jump. Just like McGregor jumped over and got in people's face. Yeah. Just like, you know, Cormier jumped up and got yeah. in John Jones' face. I mean, everybody does that, right? Yeah. It happens. It's just part of the hype, and even right? Kevin always saying on, on, on Joe Rogan's podcast, like, yeah, I'm not too concerned about Habib jumping out of the ring. It's a fight. Like, we have to put things in perspective, right? We have to put things in perspective. Look, yeah. you can't compare this to Ron Artest going, because people are trying to compare this to Ron Artest going in the crowd and fighting. Listen, that's basketball. It's not a fighting sport. Number one, this is a fighting sport. It's a brutal sport. It's a savage. I get it. It's a savage sport, especially at times when people – there's ground and pound, there's blood and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, on the face, it seems very, very savage. Now, if someone who's a fighter, for his for, for a living, he's a fighter, and people are bloody, and then he jumps out, even attempting fighting somebody else, it's not too far-fetched from what's happening in the ring. I'm not saying it's yeah. okay. I'm not saying it's okay what he did. Let's make it but the thing is that the problem is they didn't have to tarnish the accomplishment of Habib just because of him jumping out of the ring and his teammate fighting. And I get it. But to be a realist here, dude, fighting is a part of, of this sport. So, so, right? so, that, so let's make something very that. clear here. Though. First of all, Ron Artest. How are you going to act like you're professional? Oh, wait, when first, the first, all, first of all, in this situation, Dennis was the one who threw it's the first punch. Yeah. So two things. First but, of all, but if Ron Habib didn't jump out, though, he wouldn't have that issue. It doesn't no, matter. No, he no, threw the first no, punch. No, he jumped out. One yes, second. Yeah. But he didn't jump wait, out on top of him. Right. He didn't land. So two things, dude. If you see someone jumping <laughs> at you, I mean, come on. Like, are you? Yeah, yeah, are you but just... but still, doesn't necessarily. Let's talk, bro. Whoever throws the first punch starts the fight, and Dan is through the first punch. Dude, if someone's coming at me like that, dude, I totally think it's justified. I think that's the only. That's one of the few things that I think Habib went wrong here. I think you guys got to like things. step back and look at it. Wait, there's two things here. First of all, um, Ron Artest was punching like. Fans. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude. No, that guy Steven, dude, that whoever like... that that guy Steven on ESPN, yeah. he was like like Ron Artest, dude. The guy who talks like that. Dude, yeah, that was but the I, greatest yeah. thing ever. Uh, but dude, the thing Ron is that the thing is that um Connor did not touch uh, Habib's touch a single fan. No, he didn't. Yeah. Not at all. There's no fan involved. Stop that lie. So the thing is, um that that whole thing, it's all it's all garbage, right? Secondly, um Mogo's right. If the guy jumps in his face, right, anyone's natural reaction would be to clock somebody, yeah. right? Look, in best play, Habib should have taken that win and, you know, put it in his face and called him out on the microphone and be like, hey, you, Dylan, you want to fight me? You come in here right now, right? I mean, it would have been, he could have taken it, he could have dominated the whole conversation, right? Yeah. So in hindsight, even Habib knows he's wrong because he's like, when I go home, my dad's going to smash me. Yeah. You know, like a 30-year-old man from the caucus is telling his dad's going to smash him. No joke, right? Yeah. So thing is, I think Mogo's right about that. But legally, I, but legally, let's talk legally, though. If he's legally, jumping at you, right? I don't think anything happened. I mean, yeah. legally, he, they're not gonna, they can't press charges on him because he got hit. He didn't jump on the guy. But then again, legally, a guy could argue that, you know what, um, the guy approached was, I don't know if he's going to land on me or yeah. not or whatever. Self-defense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it'll just be canceling out battery and battery, right? Pretty much, right? Intent and battery, whatever it could be, right? The thing is that I don't think either of them, either of them are going to press charges. They're just not going to do that, right? So in America, you have to, the, the one party has to press charges for it to, to stick. Yeah, but right? what's his so, name? Conor McGregor not, dropped the charges, number one, because he threw yeah. the first punch. And number two, then what happened with, uh, what's his name, uh, with the bus incident Dylan? is going to get revisited. Oh, yeah, okay. So so let's just wrap up that part. No one's going to yeah. press charges anyway about yeah. that, okay? About the end of the fight. But just since you mentioned the bus thing, this is why I'm kind of mad. Because Dana White comes out and be like, anyone that was part of Khabib's crew is not going to be fighting the UFC anymore. 
And I was like, man, are you serious? Like you had a man, Con and by the way, Conor McGregor came with a guy, a, a plane load of people and yeah. injured fighters on a bus and, and, and ruined their chance of fighting, ruined a UFC event, and you don't threaten him with not fighting? Yeah. Like, are you out of your mind? Yeah. He goes to a Bellator event and slaps a referee. Yeah. And he's not unhinged. You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with you? Because Habib jumps out of a ring or someone yeah. tags Conor McGregor after yeah. he punched somebody oh, first. We all understand it's double standards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah totally. double standard, dude. I and have I my own it. philosophy on that, too, but I think you share the yeah. same philosophy. You, you know, um, afterwards, there was the thing on, um, I forget where it was, but Tyrone Woodley was talking. He said, you know, he's like, after a win, he's like, people are so hyped. Yeah. He's like, he's like, even if it did go to like the courts, he could, uh, his, if he had a lawyer, he could argue like moment of insanity. He's like, dude, he's like, cause you're, there's so much adrenaline running through you. He's like, you'll oh, do yeah, anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think that's the same reason that McGregor doesn't like, uh, I'm sorry, not McGregor. Uh, Rogan doesn't like to interview people after their loss. Yeah. But you know what I will say though, um, what does, uh, you know, uh, Connor, like dude, he lost, but he, dude, he's a dude. Like he loses well. Um, like, it's not just that he's so marketable mm -hmm. that there's not going to be a problem for them to market yeah. another fight. He could lose the next three fights in a row, and he's yeah. just so damn marketable. He's a he's a character. Yeah, and, and that's if they, hard to well, get. Well, well, and if they do I, market it, they're going to market the like they did it with the Dolly incident. Yeah, they're going to market the jumping over the cage of. Well, but, but what, I, what I think is going to oh, I mean, no, but I, what I think what Mugger's saying is that he came out and said good knock. Yeah, uh, I can't wait for next time, right? And like, and like, uh, for me, Connor's known to do that, right? But I think what it means is he's humbled, and he has no problem admitting he's yeah. humbled. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, but he, not only that, I'm pretty sure his visor has told him to act positively because it's gonna make you look better in this incident anyway. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even to be honest, even when he lost to Nate, yeah. he came out right away and said, yeah. you know, he was a better man. I accept my losses. Yeah, I mean, he 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 said, and that that is Connor's thing, right? I mean, he he gets humbled and he he learns from that. He's a smart, intelligent guy. I generally do like the way Conor fights. I don't like his arrogance right now. I feel like this humbling experience will make him a better fighter. I, I said that about the loss with Diaz, and I was right. He came back and it made him a better fighter. Yeah. And I think this, too, will also make him a better fighter. Yeah. He's hey, learning a lesson, too. By the way, Mark, you and me were the only ones in that room that were celebrating when when Diaz won. Everyone else was mad at us, remember? Oh, yeah, I know. In your basement? <laughs> yeah, some guy to, to your uh, right... Yeah, listen. We were I, celebrating. Remember how hard we were screaming, and they were looking at us like we crazy. Anyways, that, sorry. That was when Connor did not make any uh, insults against uh, Habib. Okay, let's just put. Leave You're it right. There. You're right. No, no, obviously. But uh, what's what's going on now, though? Now, now so now in Nevada, they're keeping uh, Habib's purse, and uh, they have McGregor's purse, and they might so, also so, suspend him, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. So likely, I don't think they're going to suspend him. Uh, I was listening to all the stuff. Even for us, is saying they're probably going to slap a heavy fine on him mm -hmm. if they suspend him, probably for three months. Like, and that doesn't really matter because um, you can't fight after a fight. And Especially, no one got really got hurt afterwards. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, that's the main thing. Like, if if there were injuries and, and like riots broke out, yeah, there were a few scuffles in the lobby and and the other places around Vegas, but. In general, that, nothing that really happened. Awesome. Yeah, and I, I just, awesome, I just couldn't dude. stand how everyone was saying, "Oh, it's a stain on the sport." I was like, "Dude, you didn't say it was a stain on the sport when he was—he literally the smack talking." I agree with Fraz Zahabi on this. 
is dude, you're teaching kids. They're going to learn from that, that the thing is part of the game and they're going to start bullying kids. You're like encouraging bullying. You're encouraging insulting people's families. And okay, that, that doesn't put a stain on the sport. And yeah. this doesn't, no, come, and it's a fighting sport. Do we have to understand, dude, it's savagery at its best, bro. And, and you know what? This f- funny thing uh, for the listeners out there, we actually interviewed a UFC fighter when we were first starting out yep. uh, our podcast. His name is Ricardo Lamas. He's based out of Chicago. Shouts out to Ricardo and Lamas. This is something we were talking to him back then, two years ago. We're like, yo, the, the sport's kind of getting out of control. This is not how the sport was really meant to be. The the, the trash yeah, talking and, and, and the uh, unsportsmanlike conduct is just getting out of hand. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm not all about that. I just want to fight and I just want to win. And um, he, he's just a very classy guy. That's yeah. half of his mentality too, though. Dude, yeah. All he wants to do is just fight. That's Majority yeah. of the fighters in the MMA are not like that. That's yeah. what makes... Uh, Connor so mark- marketable, yeah. and then other fighters see that they want to make money, so they start doing yeah. that too. Because they're like, "Hey, that's the game now. It, the more you could talk trash, the more you're gonna make money." So they all try to do that. They can't do it like he does, you know. Obviously, but you know what's crazy? And okay. like, uh, what blows yeah. me away still is like McGregor is making what thirty million dollars off this fight, right? And no, think, is it more? <laughs> dude, he's getting at least fifty million dollars off this fight. Really? But dude, what's dude, crazy? Dude, talk about three million think... in pay per view numbers, dude. Oh, for real. I mean, roughly, but yeah, they're, they're, dude, they're crushing in pay-per-view. Oh, oh, wow. How much does Habib get out of that? I know Habib was like um, $3 million guaranteed. I think he'll get to like 30, 30, 40 million, something like no, that. No, are you sure? Yeah. Are you serious? I, think yeah, Max I, think will, I don't think I it'll surpass 10. I no, no, he'll get more I, than I thought it's like no. proportional. I thought like the the, the amount of people he so, brings. So what, what I know is this, dude. Connor got $5 million just to show up and Habib got $4 million to show up. Yeah. Okay. okay. So that's the ratio. So it's probably, it's probably a 60-40 split how I'm understanding it. Yeah. It could crazy. be. So he's going to get paid a good amount of money. Oh, you're kind of losing. Right? paid more, bro. He got sponsorships. And no, but what I mean is even from the number, I'm talking about the, the fighters get, they, they get their money from the pay-per-view events. Like that's entitled to them. Even Nevada can't keep their money. It's a contract, right? So if the, Nevada can hold a purse, but they can't hold the pay-per-view numbers, the, the money oh, they get from that. Okay. okay. Right? But the problem is that that takes like, eight, nine months. You don't get it right away because they have to tally everything up, collect funds, right? And the problem is these guys run camps for like a whole year. They, they've got a lot of money in, in, in debt, right? Uh, they got to pay and a lot they're of paying fighters, like yeah. Trainers, the and then trainers. The, the, the lodging and the food and the, you know, all that stuff. They, they, it's, it's not cheap, right? I mean, they, they have to pay this stuff, you know? And so, um, yeah, I mean, they're definitely in the hole when they're, when they're fighting, you know? I mean, I'm sure they have some saved up money, but it's coming out of your pocket until you get your money, essentially, right? So, um, but yeah, I mean, um, look, I think you guys are right. You know what I mean? Like, Connor, uh, I mean, if they really were worried about, like, the, the stain on the sport and stuff like that, they would have limited the amount of trash talking that was going on, right? Yeah. If you really care about image, right, and you really care about, like, being genuine to people and keeping it, like, you know, civil, then why don't you extend that to also the, the trash talking that you're doing? You know, and then if you really want to, you know what I mean? Like keep it like, and not glorify like dumb stuff. Then why are you putting that bus incident on a promo? Like I get it. You keep saying, oh, it's a storyline. It's a storyline. Yeah, but you're using that storyline to hype up something that is, that, I mean, you're, you're giving him, because you know what's going to happen? Other fighters will say, you know what? I want to be like Connor. Connor does all this crazy stuff and he gets the primetime fights. He gets like the media attention. He gets the deals. You know, people, I mean, even though he spends money in lawsuits, but the money he gets from their endorsements and the media time, he comes out on top. He makes more money, yeah. right? So all these new, why do you think there's people like Cody and, and other people following 
I mean, Faraz is talking about this too. There are fighters who like a couple years ago were not behaving the way they behave, right? And now all of a sudden they're out there getting tattoos and behaving like, you know, like morons and doing dumb things, right? Just because I think they're taking the lead from from this behavior, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what your so, thoughts so, are. So, so have... uh, just, okay. Yeah, that, that's all there and, and we get that. But I think the, the post-fight analysis by a lot of the ulema and people who are like, you know, who all of a sudden gained interest in the MMA world started chiming in. That was like more amusing to me than anything. <laughs> I, I'm like, okay, now Sheikh so-and-so superstar scholar is now writing Facebook posts on this stuff. And like, dude, you don't know anything about the sport. And, I, and whatever you do know about it, you've heard about it from somebody else. And you, you hardly ever... Turn like on. through the great I guarantee you yeah you you didn't ever yeah. buy a pay-per-view fight I we know some of these people just we know that they wouldn't buy a pay-per-view fight of it of UFC goes to Google how do you look a pay-per-view fight I don't know how to do this man <laughs> so anyway no, but, I saw but, but one, yeah go ahead no I saw this one um organization that was like Khabib and Connor fight and arrogance, whatever, right? And so I click, and there's a certain famous scholar, and I clicked the link, and they totally clickbaited me. Like, it had <laughs> nothing to do with the fight. It was just about electrified arrogance and, like, how. I'm like, what a clickbait, dude. Like, well, you, I, I wanted to punch the screen. I wanted to do it. Khabib didn't jump over, like, Eagle Claw. I mean, it was just great. Oh, by the way, Eagle Claw. <laughs> did you did you did you see that video I sent you guys on WhatsApp about that guy who made uh, those videos? Did you see that? Sim? Made what videos? Which which video? Oh my God! There's a, there's so there's a Jordanian guy yeah. from Jordan. His name is Mujahid. Okay. Yeah. And he makes and a lot of people are tweeting like, um, Brandon Schwab, um, Rogan talked about him on the podcast. Like, I mean, he makes he makes these funny animations, and he made one. Oh right. For, right. About, did you see it? I didn't see that one, but I know who you, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and so he made one just about this, and it's the most hilarious thing. I, okay. I tweeted out, you guys have to see okay, it. Okay, well, we'll put in the description below. In, uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I mean, you it can do won't that be too, immediately though. available, but it'll probably be available in, in a couple days, just so because uh, it takes some time to process this video. Yeah, but oh, yeah, really? we'll, how long does it take? I think it takes a, a few hours, so. This event was pretty crazy too. Even when we were watching the pay per views, you got yeah. in a beer war with somebody. Remember the beer war? Beer war? Remember the oh, beer yeah, yeah, war? Yeah. Oh yeah. You guys don't Mort. know about the beer war? Mort, this is what happened, man. Like Mort's worried. Dude, I'm, go to I'm Buffalo. You guys are drinking beer. I, I left Stuck Chicago. And I think they're drinking beer now. I, I Mashallah, did did somebody, you guys fall for that critical race theory or what? <laughs> somebody was uh, on a Facebook post. One of my friends. He said like. Hey guys, make sure you bring something, something to my party. It wasn't even a party I was going to. Dude lives in Canada, so I'm like, <laughs> I just com I just commented underneath his thing. I'm like, yeah, and bring beer, and somebody got really upset by that, and it's like a stuff full I didn't expect a man like you, the you know you were really well known in the community to talk like this, and I'm like, dude, like. And I, I just kind of blew it off. I didn't want to respond to it. And they were like, keep on going at it. And then, and like, towards the, after like five, six comments, I'm like, like, dude, don't you have any husn done? Like, you, you know, assume the best of the brother. And 
you assume that I'm talking about like non-alcoholic beer or, or ginger beer or something Cause we like do, that. Because we like, were drinking non-alcoholic beer. We were. There. We wanted to get the feel of it, you so know? So I ended up taking a picture of my, my non-alcoholic beer, and <laughs> I replied back uh, underneath the Facebook comment, like, dude, it's non-alcoholic beer. Like, what? even it, whether I was kidding or I was serious, I'm talking about non-alcoholic beer. Like, what's the problem, you know? It's because you're promoting Tahut, bro. The, the you're guy, promoting Tahut, even by joking about it, bro. He was upset, man. But anyway, this is one of the reasons. I mean, we've all been there. I mean, not Moga. Moga's never been really religious, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mashallah, like... He is, bro. Right? Dude, I don't listen to music. You what are you guys <laughs> talking about, dude? You don't. That's awesome. Dude, that is true, bro. But, but you're he not... He actually dropped that. He's like, wait, he pulled a Khabib on you. He's like, bro, you can't talk about that music. It's haram. Yeah. But, but you don't. Like, you don't can't say assalamu alaikum and talk about music in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. what, what I mean to say is like, you don't dress like Shaitan right here. You know, no, with, I don't. With the I don't. Whole I don't. And everything. It's and, all fake. Yeah. It's a shell. It's a shell. So, I actually uh, just work as comfortable, Mike. Dude, I got yeah. your back wherever those, you want, Moga. Yeah, thank you, man. Yeah, you, you know, I started wearing lungis. Those things are dope, dude. They're so comfortable. Oh, my God. Lungis are awesome. By the way, you have that in food. Yeah, we do. We do. And by the way, why don't you... Wait, wait a minute, wait. A minute. I, I'm I'm surprised. First of all, in Urdu and Hindi, it's called the lungi. Yeah. In in, in Arabic, it's called the futa, and in Somali, it's called the mawis. Oh yeah, mawis. Or we mawis. call hosgunti. We Hos, call hosgunti too. What? Hosgunti. It means like hos is like bottom, oh. and then it's like gunti is like cloth. Oh, don't like we gunti. say gunti? Uh, is it tying nan in Urdu? Okay. okay. Do, do, uh, wait, nara? No, I don't know. No, I think oh, some, oh, some dude, Yemenis yeah, say lungi too. I know bro. this has nothing to do with yeah. UFC, whatever, right? So I went to I went to Thailand like not too long ago, and then uh, oh. the city I went to was like is Krabi, right? It's like yeah, this, yeah, yeah. I didn't know, but hey, there's a lot of Muslims there. Wait, you, you went to Krabi? Krabi, Krabi, Krabi. There's a lot of Muslims there. Krabi. Dude, there's so oh, many nice. Muslims yeah. there, and dude, it was awesome. It's like uh, it's like, so whatever. Um, it was really nice, but the people are great, right? So um, so we like we you know we we're going hiking all day, so we had shorts on and stuff, right? So we go to the mosque, we're like, oh crap, it's like we can't. We can't really pray, whatever. And then all the people there, they're just like, go to the back. And then they, there's the back and they bring us all, like me and my brother. Their like, masjids the, have lungis. lungis. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, this is dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. There's some masjids that have thobes, extra thobes and yeah, stuff Yeah, not too. just yeah, yeah. that though. They had shirts and everything to wear, yeah. like in case we want to like clean oh, clothes oh. and everything. Dude, it was really cool. And like, um, nice. And then, like, they had this like this so big bath. What made you want to go to Thailand? Like the lady boys. Oh, the lady boys. Okay, yeah, of that that Come makes on, sense. Dude, you told him not to cuss, bro. You guys are talking. Just relax. Anyways, there might no, be kids watching. Trip. This. Wait, was, so, so how, how did you find Thailand? I'm curious. Now. We didn't. Get, we never got to was, talk about this. You it was didn't a call cheap me trip. Or, we just kind no, of we don't have enough time for this, man. It's like Sim. Just, it's like a movie. It's ending. Don't worry. Don't worry about Sim. We can. We can. We, we, you're aware of current on this show, too, so don't worry uh, about it. This is true. Most of the, dude, yeah. this is why I call you in times of crisis, bro. Like, dude, I'm gonna call you on my way home, dude. No, I just picked it because, like, I asked my little brothers where they wanted to go. They're like, let's go to Thailand. Um, it was did you guys do any Muay Thai training or go to a gym or see anything? No, we didn't. But you see, like, dude, there's a ton of expats over there, though. And, the, like, the gyms are out The reason that I know about Krabi is there's a place called Muslim Muay Thai. There's like a, it's like a Muslim village. Mm -hmm. And there's there's Muslim trainers and everything like that. They're supposed to be decently religious, from what I understand. Oh, you got videos on YouTube, too. Dude, the too. people there were, Masha, they're, they're pretty religious. Yeah. They're dude, some of the nicest people I've ever met. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. It's that like you kind of just, like, walk down the street. And then, so what happens is, like... What are they, Sufis? Um, I'm not sure. I didn't get that far. He doesn't care about barrier. that. Don't even worry. He's um, not even there for I'm that. I'm just wondering. He yeah. don't even know what Sufis know. are. Don't dude, even matter. Dude, they don't listen to music, though. That's what I know. So they're, <laughs> they're good Muslims. They're great Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> That's their opinion, all right? Oh, opinion, Shaminian. Wow. No, but dude, honestly, wow. some, of the, so, some, of the, like, some of the nicest people I've ever met, though, that are mashallah. Like, That's I was, amazing. I was like totally Oh, dude, I had the best fried chicken of my life. Are they nicer than Sin? Nah, dude, they're way all better. All right, guys, we're jumping all over the they're place here. All right, all right. Sim's the nicest guy that I know. 
let, let, let's wrap it up. So, um, basically, oh, uh, wait, we were talking about the scholars, to... right? Scholars. Want to get to any of the before questions? Before we go, before we, we yeah, yeah. Text? Why don't you okay. look at look through some of yeah, the, go ahead. the questions? We'll talk. Continue while I we'll, up. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, some of the scholars declaring MMA haram. What do you think about that, Sheikh Hamer? I heard that punching in the face is haram. Well, yeah. So of course, if I punch you in the face, Moga, that would be haram because that's not cool. But you know what? We're talking about competition. <laughs> yeah. So when the scholars are talking about this, and when when the of course, in in, in Amja, it's not cool. It's not haram. <laughs> no. So when Amja released the the understanding of the the fixed scholars that get together and first of all, Amja Salafi, they're all matter. They're the no fun league. That's Amja's one of them, right? All right. Let's go on. All the the world scholars I'm just kidding, in by the general. Way, we love Amja. We've been there many times. Yeah. So. The general understanding is that they were talking about competition in specific. Now, when they make these calls, they don't just say it and no one's there. Every If they're talking about medical issues, they're releasing their journal. This is all the fifth councils that get together, whether internationally or they're domestic. They have the specialists there. So if they're talking about stem cell research, if they're mm -hmm. talking about plastic surgery, if they're talking about all these different things, they have the specialists there and they have to consult them. Yeah. The same thing goes with the sports. They consult boxers. They, and don't, I mean, don't be fooled. There's a lot of awesome, awesome fighters, wrestlers, all mm -hmm. in the Middle East and in the Muslim world, right? Yeah. And they know how boxing and all that stuff works. So they said, so there's one thing that we have to understand. It's not just about if you're trying to attack somebody that you're it's, it's haram to hit them in the face remember the hadith Rasulullah that even parents aren't allowed to hit their children in the face and the head when they're disciplining them of course right so check this out so now we know without a shadow of a doubt because of the karama because of the honor that Allah gave to Bani Adam the children of Adam which is us of hitting in the face as long as obviously there's exemptions if it's self-defense you know you're or you're at war, whatever the case is, you know, there's no such thing as, you know, uh, those types of rules. But when you're a part of a sport that is involved in haram and defaming and becomes very savage-like, even to them, and I agree with, listen, I am going to say this outright right now. The two sports that I love watching, I don't watch football, I don't watch basketball, I love watching boxing, and I love watching MMA. I believe it's haram. Uh -huh. I personally, I, I know that's a weakness of mine. Right, but well, it doesn't feel haram. That's the whole thing. It doesn't Hamer, feel. If if you if you don't, you know when you're doing haram, you feel bad about it. I don't feel bad about it. I'm sorry. No, Sam, hey, honestly, you know dude, you wait, are the you know coolest what? guy. I've never heard somebody be that straightforward about their feelings. Wait, That's whoa, awesome. Wait. It doesn't feel haram. It doesn't. Wait, feel, he a lot of like the, wait, he just gave like the ill Muslim. Like narrative. Listen, it doesn't matter. It feels like, good. Like the, the believer's heart. It feels believer's great. heart knows when he's doing something haram. The believers. Oh, okay. Oh. Wait, 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 Mort, you forgot he was born in the deserts of Medina. I was too. born in Medina, guys. Listeners, I am from Medina. Okay, I'm from Medina. He's from Medina. He doesn't speak the Madani language. He doesn't hey, dress like them. Hey, he doesn't act like them. I know Arabic. Hey, remember right? that guy? Scholar, don't Just listen. like the guy who's like, you're the Mahdi. Fine, say you're the Mahdi. Speak Arabic. <laughs> No, Alhamdulillah, no, 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 no. Rabbil That's the guy. That's the guy. Wait, do you remember that one guy with that song, Sweet Medina, Sweet... <laughs> that's cringy, please. That's embarrassing, bro. No. I know, that is... No, 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 Sim, anyway, Sim was born in Medina, mashallah. So, so, look, so look, I'm going to be honest bro. to you. I really mean it. You're lucky. Mashallah, Amr, Amr has his opinion about this. Uh, I, 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 I have talked to some other people, and this is what I've come to as a conclusion based on what they've said. That... There's, there's time and place and context for everything, right? And so, like, obviously, if you're going to punch somebody in the face for no reason or to, to harm, I mean, to, with the intention of disgracing them, right? Meaning that you want to, you wanna, you want to 
you know, out of out of rage and 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 general ill will, right? More, and it should. What? More, these guys are all the same on, people. Finish, these dude. are all the same people who said pictures, photographs are Wait. haram. Ten years ago, this is what all these guys are saying now. Yeah, but they're all did, taking, didn't let they're all taking selfies in front of the Kaaba. Trust Brother me, man. Sim, you're becoming emotional. Those are two different things. Finish. Those are two different things. Right now, we're talking about thing at hand. The scholars haven't yeah. changed their position. Whether they they're... just don't know. They just don't understand it. They of don't course they do. The okay, nature. you tell me. You tell me. They don't understand the nature of competition. What did music? Okay, so so. It's personal now. So let me stop. Like, listen, so here's the thing. So what they're saying is the general intention is that when they're boxing, when two people agree to box, they're not, I mean, it's not out of rage. They're competing in a sport. And so they don't feel like it's actually ill-intended. Like, for example, if I go walk in someone in the street and punch him in the face, it's not cool. I'm, 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 I'm intending to harm him. There's no agreement between me and him to say, okay, we're, we're competing in a sport. And so the way they argue is that, look, those two individuals are competing in a sport. Their main objective is not to punch his head out so he dies, right? It's not that way to harm. It's really a, a matter of competition, right? So they look at it and say, you know what? It's it's different in that sense. Dude, and it's not I point think... fighting. It's not point fighting where they're tapping the face. They want to knock each other out until they go unconscious. Have you ever seen hammer fist when someone's on the ground? They're hitting him like a savage. Okay. You're telling no, me that's but halal? He, he knows, but I, because I, it's look, competition? It be... so, so let me ask you something. Uh, and this is one thing he brought up as well, too. So, so look... If you are practicing in terms of actual wrestling and fighting in terms of somebody else, how are you going to be exposed as a warrior to fight if you don't actually get they, involved? They want to fight a scarecrow. No, they, they, they actually, want, they want I've to talked be... to people. I've talked to people. Because oh, yeah? when, when I was in Egypt, Sim asked me about this. There's some Dagestani Chichani guys there. Okay, if you guys want to be very, very straightforward, I asked him, hey, how do you guys train for the heck of it? You're Chichani? You train for the heck of it. How do you do? He said, we never touch the face because it's haram. And this is a guy who was one of the trainers. He actually trains in Egypt. He trains martial arts. Well, then you're, when not I was training in you're not for, you're not training for real fighting because in of real fighting, you are. in real fighting, you get hit in the face and you got to know how to react after no, you get hit in like the face. No, it's not like you don't get wait, hit in the face. Of course you get hit in the face. Whether it's in war or for fighting. No, not in war anymore. Not in war anymore. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're telling me when you're training Sambo. Sambo is not a full contact sport. When you army training is not full contact where you punch in the face, it's mm -hmm. all about disarming and grappling. And plus, you got guns, you got missiles. It's very rarely that you're going to be in a fist fight. And if you're in that situation, it's a war. You have to do whatever you can. If you're in that situation of war and you train properly to fight, it's going to manifest itself when you're there to defend your life. You know, for us, the hobby. Okay, Moga, Moga, wait, Moga, Moga, wait, 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 we know that the top of the head where the hairline begins or wherever, you know, the, the top of your and the ending ending is the underneath the chin where the chin bone ends because that's what you have to do when you wash your face in wudu. Mm -hmm. And the, the, the smooth part after the beard for men is where the face ends right before the oh. ears. So we know so where the face is. But it's not only about the face, it's about the, the head too. I was joking about that, but I'm glad. So you, I know, you but inshallah the wait, listeners wait, wait, can. Wait, this actually know. might be something we could talk about because what if he makes the intention to punch the guy in the throat and not the face? You're right. That's not the face. You're right. That's not the face. So, that was he an make an, but, it's not but, an accident. The objective in the fight is to make sure the person gets knocked unconscious by yes, hitting his chin or his and, face. We can't avoid that. So yeah, I want to knock him out by hitting him in the throat. And dude, when I was when I was game. doing some kickboxing in Egypt, uh, yeah, my trainer, that, he was I a mean, great like, guy. You guys are like kind of seeing it as if like 
it's been like no, no, written down. No, no, like these guys, it is I'm written sure, down. I'm sure, like there's like there were competitions during the prophet's time, and where he allowed sparred, them to hit in the face. They sparred. And he allowed they, them to hit in the face. I'm not saying whether he did or not, because I'm not gonna I'm not gonna make a lie about the prophet. But I'm sure there w- it would have been very well documented in the competition because there were people who who would spar with spears and things like that, and a lot of these kinds of uh, ancient dances with fights would happen. <laughs> <laughs> So so wait, you just said that you're not going to make a lie about him, wait, but no, you're wait, acting wait, as if it's Amber, okay. Amber, Amber. No, I'm not, I'm Did you see him? I'm not, uh, why would I make a lie about the prophet? I'm not saying Why are you trying to force me to lie about it? Little, guys, let's be serious here. Wait, I'm Amber, saying you, that if you wait, follow the you same line Amber? of thought. Dude, get that wait, smirk off your face. You're Amber, making me Amber, laugh, Did you see him? Did you see when you're talking about like spirits, he like starts moving like this? Yeah, like, he wants to dance, bro. No, no, we're on camera, though. What a goofball. By the way, I've known this guy. That's what they did. I've known this guy for like 25 years almost. Okay, and he never changes. This is that, this is what we used to do when we were kids. Like, how you know it's haram? Are you sure it's haram? You know something? <laughs> morsel. Remember the morsel story? Yeah. Any, anyways, the anyways, point being is, listen, listeners, you guys are on, welcome to you know to to check out. We're just gonna continue the madness no, on Monday. Wait, don't worry about it. So so listen. Uh, I mean, no, the, 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 we have some questions here. Okay, so real quick before we get into it. Okay. Um, so let's go back up a little bit here. Um, first of all, Vin Bakes says, bring, make a Somali guy a regular guy. Uh, Moga, my cousin. What's up? Oh, wow. My family member. Hey, you follow, know? follow me on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. Follow, follow me on Instagram. It's a mic. Follow me on Instagram. Okay. Well, right. What's your handle? Mogalicious? Mogalicious, yes. It's Moga and okay. Delicious. Oh, oh, by the way, so a fun fact about Mogo. We had to literally lure him to come on. The cam because he refused to be on camera. Oh, before. that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Now yeah. we've, we've opened up, so you'll see more of him. Anyway, he's a okay, modest so, dude. He's humble, dude. Um, did you guys hear about the Zaid? Zaid Chaka. Uh, okay, Imam Zaid Chaka's controversy. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk. Uh, I'll, I'll let Amr comment on that, but um, I think that uh, it's not really. Yeah, a big we we, deal, we but... talked about it with Dr. Gilan. He th- yeah. he explained a little bit about how or why he differs with um, Zaid Chaka regarding that issue and how the the four witnesses isn't really. Uh, the right type of uh, category that uh, um, you know sexual abuse falls into. So, Dr. Gilan's episode it's on our our, our uh, the Mad Mamluks channel on yeah. YouTube. Make sure you check it out. Uh, I don't um, know exactly. What and if the fans want, we could do roundtable. If we get enough people that say they want to do roundtable on it, well, let's do a roundtable on it. Why yeah, not? Okay. I mean, just to let them know. All right. If they're too lazy to read. I'm, I'm sorry, Sim. Just so to the clear next, it up. It's, it's These YouTube videos, they're not on the the podcast, right? Yeah. No. Generally, I don't make them available on the podcast. This is for exclusive uh, people who join and uh, listen to our uh, little uh, gathering here. Okay, just a yeah. little. I'm not gonna yeah. lie. I was like, I was waiting for this to be released from last week, and I was looking forward to it. Well, why would anyone care um, about MMA a week later or two weeks later? No, but this is gonna stay on YouTube channel though. Yeah, this will be yeah. on okay, the YouTube okay. channel. Okay. That's what he's asking too. Right, I think. So let's be, moving yeah. right along. Let's go to the next question, guys. Um, so the thing is, um, somebody's asking uh, Sheikh Amr, should uh, Muslims um, be encouraged to practice, like, do, do jiu-jitsu and, um, like, you know, MMA, I you know, as far as training? Very good. No, so th- I have a special take on this is me. And I'll start off with my story in Egypt when I was doing some kickboxing in Egypt. My trainer was, mashallah, a religious guy. Even when we did sparring, full contact sparring, but not punching the face, right? And if you do... If you do it, touch the face, you got to touch it lightly. You could point. It's kind of like point fighting. If you have enough control, but he would even say, even if you're fighting, you think that you're in rage and you're going to punch hard, just hit the body. And that actually makes it very difficult because someone could just be covering up the whole time. You got to get really creative to hit them on the sides or hit them on the shoulders. And one of the cool things about wearing people's arms out is if, you know, punching the arms, 
is that the arms start to get tired and they'll start drooping eventually, you know? Kicking was they all can't good. can't strike. Kicking the leg. Yeah. We wouldn't go full force, you know? Um, and obviously, or you could just wear like head mask, dude. Yeah, wear a head mask, but still, you should still shouldn't. Why, hit the why face. don't you get those big giant boxing gloves that are like those things hurt? Have you ever three, been four? Because I don't think it's about pain; those? it's about they're, respect. They're really it's big. not about causing pain; like, no, it's no, no, about no, respect no. too. But, but, but we'll get into no, that. No, but, we'll but it's like a big like smiley face, like hey, we're friends. <laughs> Boppers, okay. okay. But anyways, in jujitsu, I would encourage everybody. Any type of wrestling in jujitsu is important. I said I'm encouraged us to learn it. You know, he told us so. Jujitsu is awesome. You know, sparring's awesome as long as you don't hit in the face. And if you do plan for training purposes, if you feel a little zealous, then just do point, you know, where you're just tapping the face and not not actually taking a full. Does this uh, apply to women as well? Yeah, of course, man. Of course. Okay. Uh, and then from our brother, another mother, the mailman from uh, Louisiana. Mashallah. What's what's his? Is, is it cool if we say his name? So, what about the Muslims knocking on Brother Khabib for jumping out the ring? Like, there's some Muslims that are that are. Hey, hey, him let me answer that. Let, let Moga answer that. that. Let Mogalicious go. You know, uh, so I, I I think he messed up when he did that, right? But I think it's important to know, like, I know Habib, he's Muslim and everything, and then, you know, support him, whatever, because he's Muslim, right? you got to be biased. But, but, no, but I do think you should be objective. I think when someone does mess up, I think you should be able to call call them of out. Of course, you're right. He's not perfect. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what what do you what would you say if Habib started drinking like tomorrow? I mean, would it be like, oh, he's cool? You know, he's he's a Muslim. He's from Tajikistan or wherever he's from. Like, Tajikistan. I don't know. It's like one. <laughs> he just I, called it Tajikistan. Yeah, Chikistan. I think he meant to say Tajikistan, <laughs> but go ahead. It's Tajikistan. But I don't know. What do you guys think about that? I think we should be we should be like objective and call people out. Yeah, I mean, if you think it's wrong, it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's good. Uh, I I think take, it was unprofessional. Take, take no, it good. I, I now, think now, I was pretty open. About I understand why he did it. I don't I don't think it was the best thing. I don't actually don't. I actually agree that he should have done that. But I do I understand. Understand why he did? It? Of course, I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make it okay? No, I it doesn't make it why okay. He did it too, That's my because I, as here, Muslims, though, we have to I, practice I, restraint too. No, no, it no? doesn't yeah. matter. Even forget about all that. You know, being a good Muslim, jazz. Okay. Bear with me for a second. Yes. Here's what I'm saying. I'm saying I just wanted to see Connor's sorry behind on stage, trying to explain away why he lost. You know. Be, yeah. You know, he would have been humbled. You know, had to explain like, oh, been you great. know. I, I, that's what you know, I, I, I don't buy that. Though. I, feel I don't like, buy that. I no, feel like against I feel, I feel any other fighter, everyone would have been cheering for McGregor. Who are you cheering Look, for when so they fought Mayweather? Who are you cheering for? No, I think he's Mayweather? talking about something different. No, no. He's saying that he would hope that Habib didn't do it because he wanted that interview to happen with McGregor mm. to see how embarrassed he was after he lost and all that kind of stuff. So, so he was hoping that Habib didn't I, I, I'm fighting with yeah, I'm Habib ruined all this. I think uh -huh. Moga's right, dude. I mean, um, Habib should have shown a lot of restraint. He himself knows that. Yeah. He says, "Look, when I go home, I'm getting smashed." Would have would have been the better option. The argument is that it's not that whether he should have done it or not. He shouldn't have done it, but he, we he all understand why he did it, right? Yeah. We all understand why yeah. he did it, right? I mean, it's a given, dude. When someone insults your mother, your wife, you know, your religion, and calls you a Muslim rat, dude, I don't care how composed you are. Yeah, you're gonna jump out there. Yeah, you right? gotta control yourself no matter what. You can't. Yeah, I mean, I mean essentially, you should do that. You know, I mean, and he recognized that. But he's a human being, right? He got upset, but he's a big man. He came out and said, "I shouldn't have done it." It was my fault. I'm normally yeah. not like that if you know me. And anyone, anyone who's seen uh, Habib, he's always humble in the fights. He lifts his opponents up. He hugs them. Yeah. He, you know, he credits them. This is the only time he didn't shake his opponent's hand or act in that manner. And I think it's a very specific reason. So brothers who are criticizing him need to understand that there's a specific yeah. reason why he behaved this way. But it doesn't excuse the fact that he should have behaved in a composed manner. He should have taken... I think it would have been a perfect opportunity for him to take the mic um, to... To um, you know, talk about why he he was so 
adamant against you know I'm, I'm, I'm you know not, not shaking hands with Connor. Yep. And the whole world was listening. Yeah. Right. The and then he could have, at, at that time he could have called out um, you know Dylan and said, "Hey, you're next. If you think you have that big mouth, he was coming." And he could actually, actually he could have exposed him. Yeah. But this man was calling me a Muslim rat. I mean, he could he could have done so much at, at, at that thing. I mean, in the middle of the ring. So I think it would have it would have been a better option for him to have not done that. Right. All right. Um, yeah. So yeah. um. So one last to... question. Oh wait, one. I'm sorry. We had one last. Oh, Even you, if we, we have some comments, if you can roll, go. Does anyone have comments or anything or good words? Well, I think we'll wrap it up. We've been here for long enough. All sorry, right. guys. We'll get to the comments next week. Just no, 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 no. Is is there anything left or? Is well, there there's any like comments? a couple of them. I think somebody wants to get Amir's final take on um, on what's his stance on music, like the final take. Someone's asking him. Oh, Sheikh Hamid's stance. Yeah, Sheikh Hamid. You don't want his stance. No, here, I, I, I personally I believe that it. I personally believe that it's not allowed, but that's. Here's, here's and I what, personally believe it's allowed. So dude, no, you don't. Here's, here's I remember a few times where I was list watching a video on YouTube, Sim, and you're like, that music stuff, bro. Music's haram, bro. So Sim said that to me. Maybe right now he knows it's. Well, I don't know, but yeah, dude. I, maybe I he think I think it. it's very clear the effects music has on people. Like yeah. I know the way it affects me and. And I completely, 100% believe that it is haram, especially with the music nowadays. That's um, fine. Uh, and, and and guess what? We talked to Sheikh Joe Bradford about this as well. And w the w one uniting consensus among every scholar is that when the message is haram, the music is haram. All right? Okay. Yeah. So it doesn't matter about the instruments. It doesn't matter about anything. The the consensus among everyone. I respect that. Uh, is that when the message is bad. Are you able to admit that? Oh, a, are you able to admit at least fifty percent plus more of scholars of Islam in the past and present believe that it's not allowed? Fifty percent? Yeah. Maybe fifty percent do. Yeah. Maybe. Sure. Dude, you know. But how, how do you? No, but you know. Okay, so this is my. I'm not trying to pick a side in this matter, but I I don't like when that term gets used like ijma and consensus because it's very difficult no, yeah. to prove that. There's no way. Like, know, it's hard who, to say. Who does the it's not difficult really actually. It is very difficult. Okay, no, I'm, all I'm, you have to do is read. Say, these guys, they don't wait, know wait, how no, no. statistics wait, wait, work. Can anyone say today that there's ijma among all the scholars of the world today? We don't even know where some of these scholars live. No. They, what that means is the ijma among the popular people who have social yeah. media, right? I mean, you don't know. There are people in the mountains that nobody knows about, and they're scholars, that's right? So, I mean, so that, that's, that's actually not how you're supposed to look at ijma, not by every single scholar, right? You look at, for instance, this every every town, for instance, back in the, there's one simple way of looking at it, right? Like for, in for, the electoral college? Because Sim... Because Sim would say that we don't know how statistics work, okay? Generally, there's a general consensus that, hey, this person, we trust him from our country or whatever to make the right decision that represents us, okay? They hand it off to him. And if you have, let's say, 50 people like that in a room, this is a hypothetical, 50 people like that for each state in the United States, I guess the ijma for United States. That's how it generally works. The muftis of the country are those people who are, yeah, obviously we talk about political things, but generally in the past, people gave tazkiyah to those people who were known to be, for instance, Imam Hanifa or these type of people. And then, you know, so it's a general understanding that people have. Yeah, you're not going to get 100% of every scholar to agree on something. That's not actually what ijma. So ij ijma doesn't only have to mean that everyone agrees on everything in all times and places. That's not. No, I understand. Is. I understand that. I, I know that it's yeah. just a general consensus, meaning that the major, the majority of them ulama around the, the scholars they agree on something. Yeah, it because there can be someone who's a scholar, no, but let's I just say that. he's got what some I, loony what, ideas what I, and he disagrees. <clears throat> that means you're not going to count ijma, right? Listen, I'm just saying I hear ijma a lot. Okay, and that's I why never I, said ijma. No, I said fifty percent. I'm not saying you. I'm saying there are some this dude, some scholars. Morty, there are Buffalo some, more. There are some Buffalo scholars out there who very very liberally use 
the term Ijma. Well, just well the to, reason just why make, I, I brought that up is because people the, will say who are supporting your argument, yeah, exactly. that it, Ijma, that music is haram. Yeah, but I've heard that a true. lot of times. That's not true. That's right? not true. I've heard that a lot of times. And there are some giants of the ulama that differed on that heavily. I don't want to get into the cause. No, of course. Of course. Back in people the day, there was, that, there was a difference right? of opinion, yes. But yeah, there, obviously okay. there was. Yeah. So we'll leave it at that. We don't want to make this like a yeah. debate, but... um. The thing is, I think we've run out of time. Yes. For all you hooligans in the text, uh, you'll have to come back um, next time and, and, and um, you know, yeah, put it or, down or, then. Or, but... or just put your questions in the in the comments. Uh, <clears throat> or tweet us. Yeah. I mean, that's why we had Twitter, dude. Twitter. Oh, Sheikh, Sheikh Amr is on Twitter now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we're allowed. Are we allowed to say that? Ahmad Didat says hallelujah is actually Allahu Ya. Yeah, ya there? Allahu yeah. Ya Allahu. So we're okay. No, I, I don't think it? we say hallelujah, whatever. We should not say Why hallelujah. Not? Another oh, thing. Oh, get out of here. Sheikh oh, Abbas my God. Abbas. I didn't, what do you, Sheikh Abbas? Don't say I said it. Anyways, we'll talk about something okay, else no, next no, time. No, no, actually, talk right. about can Hallelujah. You give your Twitter too. Can, can I, you give your Twitter handle? You got to wrap it up. Go ahead. Why not? Wait, is it, is it, is it like Amr SA 1359101000 million? Words? I don't even know what, you're, I changed what the number it. is. It was that. <laughs> it's Amr Saeed TMM. Let's let, shout out to our sponsors. Uh, let's thank halfardeen.com. If Wait, you're we, interested, we have in, sponsors now. Yeah, right? we have sponsors oh, now. Moga, we made it big. Oh man, yeah, it's been a long time. <laughs> Dude, I was the anchor, man. I was keeping you guys down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, we can't get sponsors. No, you started us off, bro. <laughs> yeah, um, if you know anyone who's looking to get married, look into the private website uh, to help you get married. Don't let don't become the conversation of town when you get when you get set up your profile on certain uh, websites for marriage. Hardeen makes your pro your profile private and gives you a lot of uh, a lot of questionnaires that can help you find a suitable match for you. So make sure you check um, out halfardeen.com. I was on half on Hardeen for a little bit. Some dimes on there. Dimes, huh? Dimes are. are check okay. it out. Our re well, well, resident bachelor. He, All right. He's and then um, for those of you that are married, um, mywasia.com. Um, yeah. yeah uh, so you guys can get your, your kids hanging. Family. Don't leave your kids yeah. hanging. Mm -mm. Yeah, don't leave your kids hanging. Um, they have rights upon you, and um, so your family has rights upon you too. Mywasia.com. So, uh, Check it out in the description. And uh, who else? Oh, yes. Wahed Invest. Uh, completely different company. Wahed Invest <laughs> is a company that is involved in halal investments. They take your money and they put it towards halal you ever watch uh, a lot of companies? You, you ever watch Talladega Nights? And then remember that first episode, like he's getting, he's getting, Baby, he's, he's like, I, I, don't, I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> so why the best? W H A W A H E D invest.com and make sure you go check out their website. Tell your parents if uh, you don't have any money, hopefully they can invest it for you. Or uh, Sim wraps up. There's going to be an amazing announcement very soon. I can't tell you what it is. Yes. Sim keeps delaying me from this, but you, gotta, you just got to make some graphics. Why don't you build some graphics, man? So Dude, I don't have time. All right. right. So I got to do it. All right. You're, Moga, I'm looking at you right now. I'm looking at you, not your forehead. I'm looking at you Which right now. Which are we looking at? There's three here. I'm, I'm just I'm looking really at you right now. Which camera we're supposed to look at? Yeah, Wait, you, know, you, know, you don't have to look into a camera for him to see you, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see. I'm looking at you, Moga. I'm telling you. Morning, I'll, just, I'll call you on the ride home. I have an hour and 11 minute All right. drive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, guys, we got to wrap this up. For, for you, my co-host, Mort in Buffalo, Moga out of Northern Illinois, where, or wherever the heck he's living said. these days, <laughs> Sheikh Hamar Saeed, 
our resident scholar, our resident holy man out of Mauritania and Egypt. <laughs> My I'm name Indian. is Sim. And, and, Sim from the, and Sim from the desert of Medina 